All right. This is the Psychotic Strength Podcast. This is Tyler Toby Townsend. Uh, I'm Justin Bates. Cool. Thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Today is the 22nd of January. This is the second episode in this season. Awesome. So, yeah, man. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that, uh, that first episode was great. I listened to it twice. I really liked it. The oh. conversation. Cool. Thanks, man. Ramona's yeah. uh, she's pretty amazing. You know, yeah. she's uh, been in my life for a while. She's my real estate mom. She's kind of the shit. Yeah. I like her a lot, yeah. Um, so, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hit the topic. Topic's going to be you. Uh, I know you have a few questions. We'll go mm-hmm. over that, too. And um, I just kind of want to focus on, like, your journey, right? Like, first, we'll kind of just hit who you are and what you're about. Then we're going to hit the fitness journey, because this is kind of what this is about. Yeah. And... Um, kind of what that means to you, all that kind of crap, okay? So okay. keep that in mind. Uh, first thing we're going to do is hit the gym updates. I'm going to go, and um, gym's been going pretty well for me. This shoulder's really been holding me back for a while. I'm, I'm to the point, I'm two months out. I've just been hitting ibuprofen and saying, fuck it. Two months out of the comp? Yep. Yeah. I got the competition March 18th. You're doing the same one as Tyler and them? Or Taylor, Taylor and them? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to be there, and uh, I'm going to be coaching them mostly, because if I'm being 100% honest with you, this is a light show. Mm-hmm. Really really light. I don't even understand why it's so light. Uh, I might just talk to Andrew and compete super heavyweight just okay. so I can have a good good time. Okay. You know, like, because <laughs> I mean, the, the overhead press is like 220. Oh, really? For the log? That's like the heavy one. Wow. Okay. Uh, and, and we then, did 200 just the other day, right? Right. Yeah. So okay. I can bang that out for reps. Yeah. And this is for speed, I guess. At least the way it's written out. Okay. Um, and then the deadlift, the heaviest one's 550. Okay. Like, I'm doing sets of 10 of that. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't make doesn't any make sense. sense. So, and that, again, that's for speed. So I have three of them. It ends at 550. If I do this in over 30 seconds, I'm going to be pissed off. I don't even need straps. Yeah. And he said, like, suits are allowed. Really? Yeah. I, I it don't does know. seem pretty light. So how much does the super heavyweight affect that? What do you mean? Like, how much are theirs? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look. Okay. okay. Yeah, I've just been thinking. This has been You're just my, like, I want it heavier. It's on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> if we're not pulling in the 700s, like, I feel like that's not really a show. Okay. You know? Like, I don't know. Fair enough. Just my perspective on it. Um. So, yeah. So, Jim's been going really well for me. Taylor brought in that log. So, I feel insanely confident with that. Yeah. Um. only thing that's going to be really heavy is that... 800 pound yoke which is it's fucking heavy Mm -hmm. right but I've done around 900 before okay and um, that's knee buckling weight right there but uh, I've also picked up a thousand I wasn't able to walk with it very far got it off the ground but I I stood up with it so yeah I don't see 800 being an issue Uh, my issue with it is going to be just uh, speed because they're combining yoke and farmers Okay. So, yoke down, farmer's back. So, it's kind of a carry medley then? Kind of, I guess. Okay. I'm going to say it like that. How much is the uh, farmer's? I believe it's 220 a hand. Okay. And is that for, that would be the super heavyweight if you did that? Or is that no, the current No, this is all just right? the weights I know. Okay. So, okay. this would be the weights uh, I'm involved with now. I totally forgot to get my phone on silent. I should do that. Um, yeah, man. It, it's pretty crazy. Andrew usually does a really good show. I'm just confused as to why. A couple things. First of all, why, if you said 100 competitors only, is there now 160? Yeah. I get people wanted to compete, 
But that is their problem for not signing up in time. Yep. Now I have to be there for fucking 10 hours. Yeah, what is, what is like an average competition in terms uh, of people? Like right I, I mean, 100 or? 100 is what we're trying to cap everything out at. I mean, I went to feats, my first feats of strength had over 200 people at it. We were there for like 15 fucking hours. Like That's all ridiculous. day. Yeah. And you're going hours in between lifts, dude. Like, it sucks. So like from then on, Dean Munsey was like 100, 100 people cap. Boom, boom, boom. Just like, and that's how it goes. You, if you just don't, have more comps then. Yeah, you can do more competitions. Um, well, and the problem is, is like, if you're serious, then you're looking forward. You know which ones are coming. You know what's mm-hmm. going to happen, and and uh, you're looking for it. Yeah. You know? So, 160 people is quite a few. Uh, I get why he combined the yoke and farmers. I just hope it helps. Yeah. Because I'm pretty irritated. I'm going to just sit there for <laughs> like a couple hours in between each lift. Well, and also, like, if you're doing 180 people or 160 people, why wouldn't you maybe, like, split it into two days, 80 people a day? Because I don't have time for that shit either. Well, no, I mean, like, one one day you do all lifts for that group of 80. Then that gym who's running it does it on another day. Like, if you're going to have that many people, then the competitors who show up the first day don't have to be there the second. That kind of a thing. Okay. That would be, like, if you want to do a comp that big. That'd be, like, that powerlifting meet you're going to. Yeah, yeah, there's two yeah. days for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, that'd work a little better. I just don't think that strongman's used to having this many competitors. It's becoming a real big deal. I'd say, I mean, it's a growing sport. Um, it's got really big, especially after that, uh, like, Strongest Man in History show. Yeah. A lot of people saw it and started liking it. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, so how's, uh, how's your gym update going? Good. Um, so I do the strongman class that you coach, obviously, in... That's been going, what, four months now? Four and a half, maybe? Yeah, four and a half. Um, so that's the first time I've ever been actually consistent with the gym outside of martial arts. So uh, went a little bit with my dad forever ago. I suppose high school gym, I went every day. But, I mean, it's high school gym. We're just fucking right. around. Um, and then outside of that, like, I even I tried to have a personal trainer down at Champ Fitness in Washougal, Jesse. Uh, cool dude, good trainer just wasn't the kind of lifting I wanted to do. Um, so like started this and really fell in with it, really like it. Um, hasn't been hard to be consistent with. No. Um, dieting's going pretty good, or not dieting I suppose, but like just eating's going pretty good. I do definitely notice the days I don't have my food meal prepped. Fucks me up when we go to lift. I'm oh, yeah. more tired, it makes it harder even if I hit that lift. But um, most recently we did was this week five's week Mm -hmm. so i was super happy with squats i got all five for my squats and then got all five for my deadlift um bench and overhead didn't quite get there but just shows we're getting to that heavy weight because all of them were super tough which i'm excited about to actually like hit those weights where i'm really struggling through it as we get there Um, because for the first couple months it's been more so learning the weight, kind of getting that mentality down right yeah and it's cool too because eventually you're going to start overcoming right Mm -hmm. because now you're finally hitting these blocks of where you're supposed to be at Mm -hmm. and uh so what we're going to start seeing now is you're at that heavy ass weight so you're not going to hit your prs Mm -hmm. right but then you're going to have to do that that whole max level again for another month and that's going to piss you off (laughs) you know like you're going to keep doing it until you bust through Mm -hmm. and when you do it's going to be so much more gratifying I'd say that was last month with deadlift. So 
the we did the deadlift one rep max and i think it was the first time we actually did the deadlift one rep max i went from i was aiming so we do the working one rep max right and we go to 95 percent of that i was aiming for 330 i got 330 easy we put like 25s on each side so we did like 360 or something that was easy pretty easy it felt a little bit harder so i was like okay i'm gonna stop there and that was where it was going to be. And then Rich was going to try to pull 405 that day. And he was kind of teasing me. He was like, hey, man, like, just see if you can pick it up. Just see if you can get it off the ground. Like, that's all you got to do. So, like, okay, I put on a belt for the first time, went over. It was really fucking ugly. But uh, got it up, got it all the way up, had to hitch it a bit. And then that, making that my 95%, calculating the 100% from that and going from there, I was then working out 440, so 110-pound jump for the next month. Didn't make my PR that month. Month afterwards, got the PR just recently, which I was super excited about. But yeah, that first month, that massive jump sucked. <laughs> Everything was like, this is so much heavier, holy crap. So you're at, you're at one of the most difficult stages, which is what yeah. I'm trying to tell everybody, is that you're at the stage of mm-hmm. your own fucking brain. Mm-hmm. You really don't know what your body can do right now. Yeah. So now you're figuring it out. And now you, I believe, Rachel... Um, Ryland is probably there too. Uh, that's probably it for now. Mm-hmm. That are really at. I think Taylor's close. Mm-hmm. I think his mentality really gets in his own way. Definitely. Um, yeah. Love the guy, but yeah. <laughs> he's amazing, right? That mentality thing is going to be a big deal for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you guys are at that point where you, you've hit your maxes. Mm-hmm. You're really at what your body can do. Now we have to work past. Five pounds at a time, ten yeah. pounds at a time. That's it. Yeah. Because these big jumps shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Right. Like when we go for PRs, I've been letting you guys jump up and wait mm-hmm. because you're not you're not mentally at where you're physically at, but you're you're getting there now. Yeah. So now we're, we're going to be a lot more strict, right? So you're gonna do your ninety five percent. If it goes up, that's it. Mm. You're done for the day. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because what's going to happen is you keep pushing it like that. Well, now your overhead press is going to go nowhere because you gave way too much for that day. That makes sense. Right? So if you do that with your squat, your whole fucking week is fucked. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we're, we're going to really start hitting numbers. Those numbers are it. Yeah. Right? So now that you guys are actually where you should be, that's how it goes. Yeah. I'd say the conversation we had Monday before the five rep uh, basically was like, you're at a really heavy weight for you. That's mm-hmm. what you were telling me. Um, most people are going to do two reps. You mentally have to say, I'm doing five reps, and then fucking do five reps. Right. And then you're like, also, this weight can kill you, so fucking get it up. And I was right. like, all right, I'll just remember that. And like, you we'll need get to. it up. I don't want a spot. And so it was rough, but like, push through, got it all, which is kind of interesting because you don't have the same thought when it comes to deadlift of like, this is on my back, I can die. But it's still the same, like, I, it's coming up. Right. Has to come up. Don't want to hitch it at all. Just bring that shit off the ground, kind of thing. So the good thing with that is, like, I had just lifted before you guys got there. Mm-hmm. When I do stuff like that, it it opens up my mind a little bit more to the lifting end of it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you guys are in there, I'm more just in coaching mode, right? Like I'm trying to help you guys out, get form right, or whatever. But it's stuff like that, like because I lift and I lift fucking heavy, mm-hmm. that I can bring that shit to the table because. When I was doing my third set of five, right, I was like, I got to two, and I'm like, okay, two is fine. Like, uh, my body's done. And then I'm like, no. 
you have to get all five. You can get all five. Yeah. And you will get all five. <laughs> and so you just got to push through it, right? Yeah. Like it's At that point, it's mental. Which has also got to be scarier because I think that day you didn't have any of us there to even yeah. try to spot. Which also, that's always a whole thing of like... Can I get like Rich, Taylor, and Justin over here to spot? We're all like, I hope I can pick this up. Like, don't fuck up, Tyler. (laughs) Yeah. So usually I'm pretty good about it. Um, I'm a lot better in the in at hardcore. Yeah. Because I got um, if nobody's in there, I at least have some catches. Yeah. You know, so uh, so I can push it a little harder. That makes sense. And uh, and it's also they're like kilo plates most of the time. Mm -hmm. So they're a lot more in, which makes everything harder. Okay. Because they're thin, right? So yeah. the closer in they are to the bar, the less whip you're going to get, the less give you're going to have in that okay, bar. Yeah, it's going to make it a little harder to do. Yeah. So eventually, I'd like some kilo plates and fucking at least steel, man. Come on, <laughs> all, all the stuff that we'd like to have for the class. Right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, the mentality part of it is really big, and you know, I'm pretty proud of you guys. I mean, there's there's quite a few of you that have been insanely consistent. And uh, I actually got a huge compliment the other day from uh, my buddy Joey. I'm sure I've talked about him multiple mm-hmm. times. Uh, and he was just giving you guys props. He's like, dude, the guys in your class are getting fucking strong. Does he go to the gym? He goes to hardcore. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't go to Forge. Okay. okay. But um, but he was very impressed. Because like, what I'm doing now is I don't record a lot. Mm-hmm. But I really put all your guys' um, oh, PRs yeah, up. Those. I was wondering how like he would know if he didn't go to the gym. That makes sense. I forgot we'd recently been trying to get more videos of that. Right. Stuff. So I'm trying to yeah. make sure that your guys' PRs at least every month are mm-hmm. going up. Yeah. That way you guys can see them as well. Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely it's good encouragement. And then it's also just also being able to see, like, look back on that lift. Like, okay, that was a PR. I got it. Where do I look weak on it? What should I be focusing on this month to really try to bring that up kind of thing? Because it's also hard, like, even as a coach to be like, okay, well, this is this, this is what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay. Right? Because you don't really, you can't see it. You don't know what I'm even talking about. So it's, it's a little difficult sometimes. So recording it really helps. Um, Yeah. So we're going to try and do a little more of that. Uh, The more you can record yourself too, the Mm -hmm. better, because then you're going to be able to see shit and I'll be able to explain it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, like, uh, especially bar travel, right? Like we want a straight line with all of our shit. Yeah. It increases tonnage lifted. Um, tonnage lifted like weight. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's kind of, it's like a term some people have been using <laughs> and I really liked it. Yeah. And so I'm just going to keep using it. I mean, it. when you're at heavy weight, that it makes it a lot more fun to use. Well, so, yeah. so what we're going for is like, we low bar squat because yeah. it's. The levers are better, right? Like it's it's easier to get more weight up in that in really? that process. Yeah. Okay. Because your high bar, your bar is gonna flex back and forth as you're going. When it's like right on the back of your neck. Yeah. Okay. And it, I feel like it hurts more. But yeah. when you're low bar, it goes straight down, straight up. You're you're making an efficient, a more efficient movement, right? Okay. So that's why we do it. Yeah. Some people like high bar. I mean, whatever. I don't give a fuck what they want to do, right? Like, I'm going to teach you the easiest way to pick up the most fucking weight. Yeah. I mean, the nice part about this being, like, an earlier, or I I suppose more of the start to my weightlifting journey, because I really haven't ever done it consistently, is I have really minimal experience, which majority of what I've learned was from working out with my dad, which he's pretty knowledgeable on this stuff, but he doesn't do the super heavy stuff like we do. He always did bench you know like just your your regular stuff it was in a basic gym so we had like leg press stuff like that 
We didn't squat. We didn't do tons of military press because he had messed up shoulders. So it was like, get what you can done, but it's consistency, different rep schemes, you know, figure out your muscle groups you're working for the day. But like with this, I've never done weighted squats. So it's really easy to jump in and be like, okay, this is the form I'm doing. Cool. I've like, I've tried it once or twice on the back of my neck. That shit hurts. This, I need to get my shoulder mobility better. Past that, I can do it. That's easy. Deadlift, that's just more the mental thing. Like you always hear, you injure yourself doing deadlift. Do it right. Right. Like, that's the biggest thing. Just like figure out how to do it right. Take the steps to do that and don't. There's the whole like overdo it to where you're making progress. Yeah. Don't overdo it to where you mess your body up. So well, the problem is ego lifting. Mm-hmm. People who get hurt, they're ego lifting most of the time. Yeah. Now you're gonna get injuries doing it right as well. That's yeah. gonna happen. It's a lot less likely. I mean, doing a hundred pound jump. It's pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah. My right? brother was kind of like, why'd you do that? And I was like, I mean, that's just kind of what happened. Also, like, the 405 lift, I didn't expect to move it more than two inches. It was right. just once it came off the ground, it hit basically my knees, the top of my knees, and that's where it stopped. And it was like, well, fuck you. Yeah. You're almost there. Like, And that's where it got really ugly from that. But if I can pull you to there, I'm going to get to the top, especially because it's like, well, I know I can lift that weight. I want that to be where I'm working at now. Well, my first Sorry. 755, uh, something popped in my back. And yeah. you can see in the video, like me just, ugh, like, and I was like at knee level. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> and I pulled it the rest of the way. Yeah. I don't give a shit, dude. And it hurt. <laughs> I hurt my back. Like, my back was bad for like, like, the next was couple the weeks. recovery on that? Like, a couple weeks. Yeah. You know, your back, my back is, is fucking the strongest thing I got. So it's. If I'm pulling something, I don't know if I snapped a, just a little tenon or, or just something, man. But it was it really hurt my back. Yeah. And uh, I even tried to show someone stones that day, too, that was visiting the gym. I was just being an ass. Yeah. But uh, this Apple one's not as good as I want it to be. No? Mm-mm. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the other one is the one I've always liked more. But Strawberries? Yeah, probably. I mean, we never had a lot of Pop-Tarts. More healthy food, yeah. oftentimes. Um, I did... High school, I had somebody, they wanted me to show them how to was deadlift, and I've never deadlifted, but I'm a senior in the class with a bunch of freshmen, so it's my job to tell people how to do things, and my coach doesn't give a shit. He's super great teacher, also an alcoholic who just doesn't give a fuck. So he's just hanging out, bullshit with people. He's like, you know, don't, don't let them injure themselves. So I just set the bar down. I'm like, I've never done this. I know the basics of it. I'm going to show you what I know. And I'm doing it, and I pulled something in my lower back. And I was like, all right, man, go find somebody else to teach you. Like, I didn't do it right. Don't do what I did. Right. But then later in the same class, we were doing, I don't know, the guys were doing something with, uh, like, a machine where you're doing sit-ups, and it has your feet locked in, so you're, like, leaning backwards. Mm -hmm. And they were, like, seeing who could do more with a plate or something. And so I tried that, which was stupid because then I hurt my lower back more right next week I started working at Home Depot as a loader so it's railroad ties concrete bags cinder blocks I'm not one to show up and be like hey I just injured myself three days ago I'm sorry I can't do my job can I like do cashier which we actually had a guy do that really pissed me off but that was the whole thing so it's like all right well my back's fucked up what do you need five railroad ties let's get in the back of the van where are my loaders nobody else is here to help me well let's just move that shit get it in so that's one of the biggest things I've always struggled with. Like we do leg lifts, my lower back will pop just because of that kind of stuff. So that's one where through doing this, my lower back is getting stronger and stronger, which is nice because I'm having less and less issues with it, um, which is cool to see. 
Well, that's one of the things I tell everybody. They're like, oh, I don't deadlift because uh, I have back issues. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have back issues because you're fucking weak. <laughs> like, if, you're, if your back was surrounded by fucking muscle mm-hmm. and every movement was... Everything you did was just easier for your back because you're so strong, probably not going to have back issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the more meat that's around that spine, the lot less likely to get hurt, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, man, I'm pretty proud of you, dude. You've been coming a lot, very consistent. Your traps are popping out now, which is super yeah. cute. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so everybody is always like, they pick the thing, right? Mm-hmm. But um, traps, in my opinion, is what shows strength. Yeah. You look at somebody, oh, I lift. Well, where are your traps at? <laughs> nice biceps, but where are your fucking traps? Yeah. You know, if you don't, if you don't have traps, it means you're not deadlifting. It means you're not squatting. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're just doing, your ego lifting. Mm. You just, can look good like all you the want. Vanity muscle type thing, right? Yeah, I don't give a fuck how you look on that part, right? <laughs> but when your traps are popping out, mm. I want no neck, is what I want. I want just traps attached to my ears. Uh huh. I would say I think for me it's it's kind of the same there, and then the forearms mm-hmm. more than anything else. Like me and my brother were talking about that. Like when you go to shake a dude's hand, and you're like, he could just break all the bones in my hand by mm-hmm. squeezing. That's the forearm I want to have. Like that's fucking sick. Just ridiculous. Um, we were talking about, me and my brother were talking about um, the overhead press, and he'd watched the one rep max overhead press video I had, and like my, my back bends a lot. And so we were talking about the shoulder issues I'm having, and he's been having some shoulder troubles, and part of that, he's trying to strengthen his core so he doesn't have to lean back as much, mm-hmm. keep his body in the right position. The more he's done that, the less shoulder pain he's had in some aspects. And it was funny because you had just had us do the skull crushers where we're leaning backwards, and so I was telling him about that. I was like, that's probably a good portion of why he has us do that because now you're in a position where you're doing a shoulder or a skull crusher and you're forced to engage the core to keep yourself there. Right. Otherwise, like um, uh, Eric, he went to do it and just like all the way back on the cushion. It was right. like, hey, well, a little bit less weight. We're focusing on this portion of it. But right. yeah. Yeah, it's um, everything I do, I try and incorporate core because mm-hmm. your core is the core of your fucking body, right? Like you're not going to be able to handle any of this fucking weight if your core's not strong as shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at me, and I'm, I'm kind of a fatter dude, right? But what people don't understand is my core is insane, right? It's a, I'm a big dude, but I work my core harder than I've probably worked anything. Yeah. And that's because I, the way the, that I have you guys lift, that's how I lift. Mm-hmm. I do core every fucking day before I start, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's, it's mandatory, yeah, man. I mean, you can have a strong ass back, but if you don't have a strong core, it's not going up anyways. When something I always learned from my dad was like people who have a strong back, but then they don't have a strong core is your muscles are pulling in a certain way where it's fucking your posture up and it's causing yeah. you issues. And then um, like we also we used to do when I worked out with him, we would try to do like, you know, the double muscle groups each day and then have a core day. And eventually, because my dad was always was always reading different stuff, trying to figure out what the best method is, trying to always learn on that. He eventually switched it to, we're going to do a little bit of core at the beginning of every day or the end of every day, one of the two. But we're just always going to have it in to where, because his goal wasn't to get like super buff or anything like that. It was just stay fit, get strong, that whole kind of thing. Didn't want to have like a gigantic core with nothing else, but we're going to work it every day to where it continues to grow and just strength. And it's good and healthy there. So, Yeah, man, it's it's mandatory. Yeah? I, I love it. Quinn, um, Quinn punched me in the core yesterday. Last night, he wanted to punch me in the stomach, and I was like, 
all right, fine. And he, like, doesn't see if I flinch. You know, you just, like, flex a little bit. And then he goes and actually punches me and immediately <laughs> hits my stomach. He goes, oh, damn. And Quinn never swears. And I was like, cool. We're doing good. I mean, you're not that big, so don't expect too much. But, like, you didn't expect it to be that good, so I'll take that. Right. <laughs> and nobody expects it. Like, <clears throat> I could have a full conversation and have, like, Rachel's daughter, whatever her name is, uh-huh, yeah. and have her just punch me over and over and over again in the stomach. Mm-hmm. My daughter will do that. She'll just, like, come over and say, I'm going to hit you. And I'm like, okay, go for it. And then as long as you're not hitting my ribs, because mm-hmm. that shit hurts, right? Just She'll just go for it. I'll have a full conversation. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, you should be able to hold it. I'll say that was something I told him. I was like, just don't hit my solar plexus. Like, right. You kind of annoy me with that, but otherwise you're fine. <laughs> right. Well, and the thing is, too, like, that's one of those things that we're getting into that you guys are starting to figure out now, right? Mm-hmm. So as we progress, you're going to start learning more shit. One of the things that we're needing to learn is how to breathe through a diaphragm push, mm-hmm. right? So we're pushing with our diaphragm, keeping our core real hard and tight, still being able to breathe. Yeah. It's not easy. Most of the time, people can hold it for like 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're doing a lift, you have to do it the whole lift. Yeah. And that's where people lose it. That's where they start. I'll say the pause deadlift. That was pretty tough to do. Oh, yeah. um, and that's where like, I think figuring that out and how to do that and getting your breath down starting to become more apparent that's something I got to work on because some of the days you're doing lifts and you finish it and you're just like you're super dizzy and it's just that that one set you just did you still have three quarters of the workout to get through it's like I gotta figure out what I'm doing with my breathing to fix that because I have no desire to pass out and I don't want to do less so like what do we do same with kind of the Anderson squats those are one where like you just keep going and then once you're done it's like <laughs> yeah, Andersons are hard. Yeah, I mean, now that I'm used to keeping it tight to my back, it's not so much a problem. Right. The first couple of times, it was like, why do I, why do I keep rolling out from under this? What's happening? But yeah. once you get it down, then it's they're getting better. Had I ate more on Monday, um, my food that day was just atrocious. Yeah. I'd have done a lot better on those. But like, I was able to get through eight or nine of them without too much issue, which was good because previously it'd be like six, and I'm like dying. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, it was actually Bob Cook, that guy who was just personal training at the gym. He was like doing physical therapy. Oh, yeah. He's a friend of mine. Um, he had told me, I learned that breathing thing from him. He said, mm-hmm. if you're not doing up to 80%, you should be able to breathe through your whole lift. Really? The whole thing from top to bottom. He said, okay. you should be able to hold your core and breathe the whole time. And I started practicing that, and uh, everything got better. Everything. And I stopped using my belt as a, as a push and started using it as a brace, Okay. if that makes any sense. Because mm-hmm. you can push against a belt, and it will tighten you up. Yep. The problem is, if you lose any of that, you've got no core to hold you. Mm. So now, the belt just sits. Right? It sits there in case things start getting loose. Yeah. Right? Versus it being loose already and then me losing it at the end. I'm tight as shit. And then if I'm starting to lose it a little bit, it's there to protect me and make sure I don't Mm -hmm. get hurt. It's difficult. So what are you doing to practice the breathing all the way through? Is that just in your lifts? You're just doing that? Core is huge. Mm -hmm. um, But the ones that are going to get it the most are um, squats and deadlifts. Breathing through that shit. But really, I practice all day, every day. I know that sounds fucking you just weird. Like flex it, keep it like, tight, and just try yeah. to 
I'll just be talking out. to you and or, or anybody else, and I'm just <laughs> I'm pushing, right? Okay. And it's and it's to the point where I can probably do it for about if I had to hold it about three minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow. So okay. it's a long fucking time, but it's just, so it's the same process as like Quinn hitting you. Mm-hmm. Can you have a conversation with him while he does that? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, can you? That that's the point. Being able to do that. It makes sense. So the more you practice, the better you're going to get. And I can't practice much in normal day. <laughs> Core I can work on really good. And um, and Kegels. Kegels. Right. I can Where's just that flex that. that? In your lift? Uh, maybe not shoving my rectum out my butthole. I suppose so. Yeah, Rich was talking about that. Somebody did, I think it was a deadlift or something, and he just basically shat his intestines out or something. Uh-huh. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Good to know. So, but with that as well, um, I would say the guy probably gets pegged at least. If not, he's being gay. Like, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, I, I feel like that kind of shit's normal, right? Uh-huh. Um, but you have to have a certain, like, he probably already had it inverted mm. at one time. So it was already weak, basically. Yeah. When you're saying inverted, do you mean prolapsed or prolapsed? That's okay. the one I'm looking for. Just checking. Yeah. So he's probably had either he has the ability to prolapse it, mm-hmm. or he's had it prolapsed by putting something a lot larger than should be in there. In there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, dangers of lifting heavy and dildos, I suppose. I guess unless you kegel. Yeah. Well, so keep I kegel tight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but. uh yeah, so it's it's um, there's so much to be afraid of. There's so much of that shit, right? Yeah. Um, you're also gonna realize as you get bigger how much easier everything gets. Mm-hmm. Easier and harder, right? Everything's give and take. Easier, it's not gonna hurt having this bar on your back anymore. Like I got so much meat there, it doesn't like it's just on my back. Yeah. It fits perfectly in between my bum, my muscles. Yeah. My traps, my back, my shoulders, like it just fits. But. You're probably still feeling it like on bonish stuff. A little bit. It's not as bad as it was. I think on the neck it really hurt because it sat on like whatever that that knob is back there. But now that it's lower back, it's not as bad. Um, oh, I just had something I was gonna say. I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> what were we talking about a second ago? We're talking about the adding on meat, making yeah, lifts easier. I don't know. I lost it. Whatever. That's right. Um, yeah, it's getting better. Oh, sleep. That's mm. the one thing. Putting on muscle, like building that strength, sleep has gotten harder. I can't sleep on my side anymore. Every single night, which I don't sleep on my back, I never have. So that's a struggle I'm trying to figure out. Um, when I'm sleeping on my side, which as I said, I do basically every night, even if I'm trying not to, I'll wake up on my side. I have put one of my arms completely to sleep for yeah. hours. And then the next day, like we went to Idaho, sleeping in a different bed, different pillows, all that shit. The only way I could fall asleep was on my side. The whole rest of the day, both my hands were just achy. My hands and my forearms, because they were asleep for good three hours each night. Low circulation and shit. It's just not good. So that's one thing i got to figure out how to do. uh, Fix that, because I like my sleep, and it's not fun to not have it. Oh, yeah. Not fun for anybody. Uh -uh. I get real grumpy. Well, and that's where, like, my knee's been bugging me this week. Haven't had the best sleep. So I'm fucking it up driving in a vehicle all day for work. We come and do heavy lifts, which the heavy lifts, I don't feel like I have too much knee cave. There's certain lifts where, yeah, it'll kind of come into play a little bit. But for the most part, I feel like it's decent. But on days where I'm... I haven't noticed it at all. Okay, I was going to say, I feel like I've had once or twice, not generally, but like days where I'm climbing ladders 
And as I've, I've said, like it's a super steep ladder for me to not have my butt super far out, which will pull the ladder off the roof for anybody who doesn't know when it's two stories up, you really don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> you have to like, your foot is inside the ladder, but your knee's going on the outside of it, stays close to it. And so it's putting a really weird pressure on the outside of your knee. So that's where that, and then sitting in the van, it's always my left knee every day. It, there's not enough room to straighten it out. So it sits at a weird angle. So my ankle, my left ankle and left knee are constantly fucked up, which is what's hurting me right now, which is just annoying. Cause it's not like I pull anything or anything. It's just pissed off. Yeah. So when I don't sleep, it just, it just gets worse and worse. And then it makes it fucking harder to sleep. Cause then it's annoying you. So, um, yeah. do you know who Andrew Huberman is though? No. So he's um, a neuroscientist. He's been on Joe Rogan. He has his own podcast, but uh, he does. He's talked about like a sleep cocktail he takes, which is a couple different supplements, uh, not like an actual Sounds cocktail. Scary. No, it's um, it's I think it's L L theanine, uh, magnesium, L three and eight, and I'm gonna say the last one wrong. Uh, Abigin, Abigin, something like that. Um, just like three supplements you take, and it promotes sleep. I don't know the science for it, so. Don't, you know, quote me on that. Look at his stuff. But Chris uses that to sleep on days where he hasn't been sleeping good or he just he wants to make sure he gets good sleep. So, like, right now, having been sleeping good as well, I plan on using that tonight. It helps me just pass out. And I don't wake up in the middle of the night. Most of the time I'll wake up four to five times in the night. I'm just not sleeping good enough. So with that, I can pass out. Help me sleep a bit. And then, like, no strips as well. Keep me from snoring too much. I think I have a I have a deviated septum on one side, so that's super fun. But yeah, sleep's yeah. important. I want to fix that. It's good, man. Yeah, sleep's yeah. really necessary. I think uh, was it on on Joe Rogan? Uh, he was interviewing someone who was a scientist, and the guys he's like, "How much? So how bullshit is it that people can get like six hours of sleep?" And he's like, "People who won't be affected by not getting your full eight hours of sleep." are like 0% of people. <laughs> so even if you feel like you're one of those people who can get six hours and be good, because I thought I was. Yeah. He's like, no, it's not real. It will affect you. Yeah. I was yeah. like, fuck, man. That yeah. Sucks. The other thing that Andrew Huberman talked about is like set your sleep schedule up for you. So there's the whole circadian rhythm thing. Sun goes down, you're supposed to go to sleep. Sun comes up, that's when you're supposed to wake up. Like that's supposed to be the natural sleep cycle. Some people, it just that's just not when they fall asleep. So for me, I'm super awake when it comes to like 11 o'clock, midnight. I'm not even close to tired. In the morning, I have the hardest time getting my ass out of bed. I That is like, my alarm will go off at 6 a.m. If I don't get up then, I will have the deepest sleep of the night for the next hour and a half, yeah. which is super weird and really annoying because I work in a job where I can't do that. So like, Kirsten now works nights, is the only reason why I was sleeping at any decent time is because previously she'd go to bed at 10 every night or earlier. So it's like I can't be up, can't be doing anything. Well, now she needs to be up till 2 or 3 a.m. I'm fucking awake. At least till midnight. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, just, I got no trouble sleeping, but then I need to be up at 6. So it's like now I'm getting six hours of sleep or less, which that's not helpful for me any. So I've right. got to figure that out too. Yeah. Sleep's a big deal. Really mm -hmm. is sleeping, eating. Uh, people don't understand how. How much it does affect your life. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah. The hydration's the other part I gotta get down. I drink maybe three or four of these a day, which this is like, what, 
it's 18 ounces of water. That's not enough. Me and my brother, so my brother's doing the whole, um, working on getting his nutritionalist license. So doing the 90 day thing. I log on my food for the day. I'm supposed to log my water. Terrible about that. Sorry, Josh. Um, supposed to weigh in every week before we do the check-in just so he can monitor that, which like we've talked about, I don't care about the weight. It's more so what he needs to know for it. And then as long as I feel good and look good, I could give a shit less if I'm 270, 250, or 220. It doesn't really matter to me. But, like, I told him how much water I was drinking, and he was like, that's terrible. So he sent me, like, a link. He's like, you're buying this water bottle. You're going to drink two of these a day, minimum. Um, And so he wants me to drink, like, 125 ounces of water to, like, 175 on days that I'm doing workouts and stuff, which it's cool to have somebody there to be like, dude, that's fucking stupid. That's a gallon. Yeah. <clears throat> and then a little over a gallon. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is where you're supposed to be. I know you guys have talked about that, like when you can actually drink a full gallon in a day, how much that can affect your energy. Well, I feel like <clears throat> the first couple of days, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But then after that, you realize just how thirsty you are and how regular it keeps you, how not fucking orange your pee is. <laughs> like, all that yeah. shit, man. And Especially when you're um, uh, taking supplements. Mm-hmm. Right? Like your kidneys are a big deal. Yeah. So you've got to take care of that shit. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is more so um, I work in a job where I'm in a van all day. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a bathroom. Like, you use a bottle in the back of the van, that works. But then you got that back there in people's crawl spaces, in people's attics, constantly crouching over. I can't hit a point where I seriously have to pee and I'm out in the boonies and can't find a place to pee. Like, then I'm crawling through somebody's crawl space and I have to stop every 10 seconds because I'm trying not to go to the bathroom in their crawl space, <laughs> which is not a fun way to do that. Why don't you just take a piss in there? What's the problem? Um, depending on the house, you'll smell it. Really? Well, I mean, if I'm going to pee in your crawl space, one, you don't want to pee on yourself and you're going to have to crawl back through wherever you're at. And then two, uh, if you really have to pee that bad... I don't know about you, but that's going to be a lot of piss. So all of that sitting in one area could be pretty smell-inducing. Um, there are some crawl spaces probably could get away with it. There's enough rats down there that like you wouldn't know the difference. But also, do you really want to take a piss in a rat-infested crawl space? Like, I I'm not want to whip my dick out. I was say I'm, I'm not the biggest germaphobe, but like uh, that's one I probably wouldn't want to do. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I know some people are like, they don't want to touch doorknobs or anything like that. I'm fine with that. The only time I'll like get a little germophobia is like if I have to use a Portland porta potty, I'm gloving up for that. Those are disgusting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, well, I mean, I went into one the other day and there's needles all over the floor. There's tinfoil in the back of it. Like, oh, it's we'll, hot. we'll glove up for that one. Yeah, we'll yeah. be good there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, all right. So, <clears throat> who are you? Um, What's up? Who am I? Hit me like a small childhood, anything big in there. Okay. Hit me with... You're you're 23, right? I just turned 23, so there's so much there to talk about, yeah. (laughs) But, tell me some of the big things that made you who you are. Okay. Um, So, I think one of the biggest things was I went to a place called River Home Link. It was like half homeschool, half public school. So, there was two sets of classes you could do. You could do... Monday, uh, it was Monday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Friday, and then Wednesday was your extracurricular classes. And you had two grades for each class set. So it would be like first and second, third and fourth, so on and so forth. Um, and then the rest of the time, you're doing school at home, parents are teaching you stuff. Um, 
I'm dyslexic, so tons of spelling tests. I hit that book many times. Fucking hated it. I do like two a day. Still sucked at it. Uh, but I always liked homeschool. It was enough social interaction that you're not like the crazy. I mean, I was still the homeschool kid when I switched over to public school, but like it's not that level of homeschool kid. And I've I've met some of them. Homeschooling's great. There's definitely a level of you have to be socialized, otherwise you're just doing weird shit and you don't even know it's weird. Um, But I thought that was a good thing because like kept you away from a lot of the weird shit you get in public school. Um, Just the stuff kids are in at like third, fourth grade, fifth grade, just the crazy shit kids are doing, didn't know anything about. So like the the, uh, worst thing at that school was like if you swore a little bit and it would be like the joke of like, can you say, say sofa, say or say this, say sofa, king, bad. Like, and it makes you say this is so fucking bad. Like, that was a bad thing. Okay. Something like that. So, but I'd get us, finish my schoolwork at home all day, go hang out with the neighbors because they were homeschooled too. So, constantly hanging out with people, always outside. It was one of those, like, if I tell you I'm bored, I'm doing chores. I get to do chores. There's no fucking allowance. You work for the things you get. You have chores. You just, you do that shit. If I want to make money, I can ask my parents, hey, is there anything I can do to make money? Go clean my bathroom. Like, give you 10 bucks or whatever. Go mow the lawn. Go do this. So, like, dad and mom always try to instill, you got to work for your shit. Like, we're not giving it to you. I go to work every day. You don't get an allowance. That's not a fucking thing. That's stupid. That's at least what they taught us. Um, And then martial arts started into that, I think, right before... I went to public school. I think I made it to my orange belt before I was in public school. Um, so Muyeto, a universal MMA, it's a Korean self-defense martial art. Did a ton of sparring, which I was super, super happy about because i never gotten into an actual fist fight. Came pretty close a couple times, um, but I was always raised to basically just stand up for yourself, tell the person like, hey, this is what's gonna happen if you keep pushing me, and then 9% of the time they just fucking walk away. They don't want it. so. Um, it was never the one to want to get into the fist fight, which is actually why I was allowed to go walk around town sooner than my brothers. Um, I'm the youngest, but they had the tempers where it wouldn't go well. And my dad was like, oh, he's, he's fucking fine. One, he can handle himself because he does martial arts. And then two, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he'll just walk away. So that was always nice, but I made it to my red belt in Muyeda, um, which is the only other thing I've been consistent with, with martial arts. Um, it's a sparring, self-defense weapons, that kind of fun stuff. Did two competitions for that. Um, the only other competitions I've done, I mean, I did a little bit of sports. Not that much of a sports guy. Uh, yeah. I just don't care, like, yeah. at all. People are like, what's your favorite sports team? And I'm like, I mean, I guess Seahawks. My family likes them. Like, yeah. I don't even know who's the main quarterback right now. I'm not even sure if the old coach is the same coach anymore. <laughs> I just don't give a shit. Um, so I, I actually get that a lot, too, because yeah. I, I – I'm so, people expect me, gym guy, to mm-hmm. be super into sports and shit. Yeah, I'm into what I do. Mm-hmm. I really don't give a fuck about everything else. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, who's your favorite football team? Like, when I cared, my team was the Raiders, mm-hmm. but I'd bet on the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because the Raiders never fucking won. It's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Ray Lewis, which was one of my favorite linebackers ever, um, he retired, and he yeah. won the... the the Super Bowl that year, and uh, I don't think I've been, I've watched a full game since, Fair and uh, 
The problem is you get too into it. Now you're doing fantasy, right? And yeah. then now you have to watch college because you got to figure out who the fuck's coming in on the draft and like There's so much. I'm like, I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how people can sit there and watch football Monday, Thursday, and Sunday, and then you got to watch Saturday, Saturday, Friday, and Sa- is it Saturday and Tuesday? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know for college, yeah, right? Yeah. Like so, every day there's a game you're watching. Like, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Whatever. Those are, but that's hours of shit that you care about. That mm-hmm. that team gives zero shits that you're watching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the my family really only watched the Sunday football. My dad just cared about the Seahawks. That's what he wants to watch. He might tune into other games a little bit, but it's truck driver. So at least up until recently, he was a truck driver for as long as I can remember. So. That's what he's doing. He's going to work at Shore Hall, but he'll get home really late. So what time we did have with the family, it's not TV. Oftentimes he'd actually remove TV from the house because he's like, we're watching it too much. I just, I don't want to have it. So he'd actually forgo watching Seahawks and just listen to it on the radio. Um, but like board games, card games, that's what we do. I fucking hate 10,000. I've played that game so many times. It's just a dice game. Too many times. 10,000 and golf are the two games my mom will play. She'll also she'll play like maybe three others. But when we're playing as a family, that's it. So then when we're playing with just us boys, it'd be I mean, Monopoly, Farmers, the Farming Game, Stratego, Risk, anything and everything. you think that we had like three rooms full of games. So when wow. some people look at me and they don't, they don't play board games, it's like, I don't, I don't know what to do, man. Like I don't, I don't watch soccer. I don't watch football. I will play games for hours on end, and then I like watching UFC fights. That's something I'll tune into. But even then, I don't. I don't. I know the biggest names just because they're on news and shit. But otherwise, I couldn't tell you when their next fight is or who it's against. Right. Don't know. I tune into Strongman more than that. But even then, not not that much. I, I, I like to watch people live. I always but. feel bad because I feel like Taylor's always quizzing me. He knows so much. I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> You know, like, like he's, oh, I saw this and this and that and this and that. And I'm like, how do you intake that much? Yeah, like, well, not that. It's more of just like a, like, I'm busy, dude. Like, I'm working. Mm-hmm. The strong man that I know is me. I'm working <laughs> out. I'm trying to become strong. Like, I don't yeah. have time to, like, watch all these videos and shows and, like, all that other stuff. I'll flick through Instagram and shit and, mm-hmm. and TikTok or whatever. And if they come up, I follow them, sure. But, like. Yeah, I always feel like he's quizzing me. Yeah. Like, did you see the new strongman hit this and that? I'm like, no. I was like, I rarely know what he's talking about. It's like, I mean, cool, but... Well, I know a lot of the names he's spitting out, yeah. but, like, I didn't... I I don't think I've watched World's Strongest Man in years. Really? I would say, I, I don't think I've ever watched it fully. I watch clips. I just never know when it is. And then, like, it's a full day of shit. Yeah. I don't have a full day ever to sit there and watch something. It was like the Rogue Classic or whatever that just happened. It was like the CrossFit and the Strongman stuff. I didn't see... What I saw of it was CrossFit, and I don't give a shit about watching that, but that was just because it was on in the house. Yeah. I was like, that looks terrible. Yeah. Moving on with my day. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I you watch that much. The clips. Yeah. You know, like I'll watch I that see the shit. Lift. But like, That's all I need. Yeah, like I, yeah, I mean, it is it is fun when I'm there. Like I'm just an in person thing, you know. Like mm-hmm. I love soccer, I fucking love soccer, but I love playing. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna sit there and watch a whole game of soccer. It's so boring. Like, 
It's funny how that works, uh, right? Like, super fun game to play. I, it's the most boring thing to ever see. Oh, my goodness. That, well, I think baseball is the worst to watch. A lot of my family really loves baseball. I got no interest. Like, Dude, I'm like... So little interest. And he threw it. No, he didn't <laughs> hit it. Weird. Okay, so now what? Oh, he's just going to throw it again. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's just like... Uh, I think I'd rather watch somebody bowl. Yeah, like, at honest, least they're like, doing something boy, every time. How the fuck do you make that ball spin? It's just magical. I can like, do it. I don't... I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm now at a point where I can... We went bowling recently, and it used to be like I didn't have the strength to send it where I wanted it. So that was fun. We went in, and I just, like, chucked it straight down the way. And I think I got, like, one or two strikes. I was like, awesome. This is better. And so like, the way I, I do it now is I throw it so fucking hard <laughs> that when it hits, the pins are like... like and they're knocking each other all over. That's I'm basically like, what <laughs> I was trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Because I can... I, like, I used to go bowling all the time with my aunt and uncle when they lived here. So mm. we'd go like once a week. Mm. and Because uh, they have like, memberships or whatever the fuck they could bring me. So I actually... I can spin the ball. I can actually bowl with both hands. Really? Yeah. Oh, so wow. like I can do all that shit. But it's not fun. Like, it's not fun. Like, I got... I've never gotten a full 300, mm-hmm. right? I've never done that. Yeah. But I can get close. Really? Nobody wants to go with that guy. Yeah, that's fair. Nobody so, wants like, I bowl straight when I go. Mm-hmm. Because it's more fun for everybody. Like, yeah. who wants to go with the dude who's hitting a strike or a spare every time? Yeah, but I mean... I like... See, so that's that's where, like, the mentality I grew up with is... Don't let me win. I won't let you win. So me and my dad have played checkers my entire life. Like one of the first games I ever learned. Yeah. So I'm 23. In the 23 years, however long since I started playing checkers, I've beat him once. One time. And it's a Seahawks and a Chiefs board. You get to be the Seahawks when you win. So I played the Seahawks that next game, and he fucking demolished me. And it was like, all right, well, I've done it once. They're like, we'll keep playing. I'll do it again. But... I lose every time. I expect it. I do my best to beat it, and like I'll, we'll sit there. We'll go back and forth for forever. But like, I lose all the time. That's okay. Like you gotta win. I'm I'm teaching friends how to play uh, Magic the Gathering. As I said, I'm a massive nerd. So all the different game types. Yeah. They we played an hour and a half game. We're going back and forth on who's winning, who's not. I'm a turn away from winning, and he scoops, which is just like, all right, I quit, I lose, and it's like next turn I win. It's like, well, it's 1 a.m., man. I want to go to bed. And I'm like, go, f- go fuck yourself, dude. Like, yeah. you just played for an hour and a half. It takes an extra three minutes to get there. And he's like, yeah, but I'm tired. It's three minutes. It's like, n- no, dude, yeah. that's not cool. Like, if you had won, I would have said good job for you. You didn't, though. Like, that just is what it is. You so lose. he knew he was about to lose. That's why he scoops. He was like, cool, the game's over next turn. I'm done. And it's like, bro, you take the extra 30 seconds. Just that's accept rude. it. Yeah, and, like, he apologized the next day. But it was one of those things where it's like, people do that. Me and my friends play decks that are really fucking mean so we destroy each other all the time and half the time it's not even that fun of a game but you just know like that guy's having fun doing it i'll get him on the next one you just keep doing that so like the competitive side of it if we're gonna go bowling i would tell you fuck you if you're just bowling straight make it competitive i'm not gonna come close to your number but like i want to see how well you bowl also i might learn something by watching you play at that level it's the other side of that that i've always looked at i guess that's fair i mean i just i'm used to going with like my my kids and my wife, you know? Like, yeah. Like, people who don't ever bowl. So, like, <laughs> like most of the time, like, with my kids, they're happy if they hit the pins. Yeah. So, me hitting strike after strike is kind of just digging yeah. in the knife, you know? I guess like, so, yeah. 
So if I'm bowling, maybe it'd be different if I'm bowling with like friends, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying I could even hit that shit anymore. It's been, fuck, it's been probably a year since I bowled last. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if like, that's and how you've been bowling previously, it'd probably yeah. take a bit of time to work that back. Well, it'd out. probably take me like two mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. to get back, get, get my stride back, because you got to do everything. You got to get your stride. I'd run, and then you slide. Right. Slide? Oh yeah. So there's like a whole process. Hmm. I have to figure out for the day where I need to stand. Okay. How my arms throwing, what my spin needs to be for where I'm standing, like it's it just this whole fucking wow. process. So it takes me like a game or so uh-huh. to get it down, and I'll probably bowl like shit that first game because I'm just trying to figure shit out. Yeah. I'm not really trying to win. Nope. But then after that, once I figure it out, it's like boom every time, boom, boom, boom. I want to get like that with pool. I love playing pool. I like pool too, but yeah. I hate it. You really? Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I I'm, like I'm I like a smasher. Your smasher just hit it straight just, through. Boom! I hit it as hard as I can. They're all. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like, well, you didn't know which which pocket it's going in. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I was gonna say we we hit it. Whichever ball is the first one to go in, that's the one you're at, and then we just we go from there. I like the skill it takes. But I'm not very good at it. Right. I like playing it. I, I lived at a house when I first moved out that had a pool table. So I'd play that all the time. They just fucking destroyed it, getting like bong water on it, spilling beers on it, putting cigarettes on, out on it. And it's like, guys, this is a nice pool table. It's not mine, but like, why? I've had a pool table a couple times. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm pretty decent at that as well. I mean, it's basic math. Mm-hmm. Right angles and shit. Yeah. Uh, and then you learn like uh, ball spin. I can, ba- I can hop. Really? Yeah. That's so one you, I can't do like, yet. I haven't tried it. And I can jump it over one and, and still hit shit. Like, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Anything I do, I get, like, way too into. And I, like, <laughs> try and be the best at. Yeah. Yeah, but... I don't know. I don't think that's a bad quality to have as long as you know which areas you want to direct it at. Well, that's the thing, too, is I, I have to realize that I'm not going to be amazing at everything. Like, I cut watching sports out completely. Mm. Like, what is me knowing who's going to win doing for me? I don't gamble. Yeah. So that's not going to help me at all. Yeah. I, mean, I refused I refused to gamble. My uh my uncle built a couple of casinos out here and and my whole family, we're all Sicilian and mm-hmm. we played 31. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah. I like never, never actually went and gambled. Well, it's 21 but with three cards and it all has to be the same suit. Anyways. 21 is the one where you're trying to get your cards to match up directly jack. to tw- to 21. Uh-huh. Okay. The closer you are um, who are, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was. it's just a fun little game, and we'd all put in five bucks at family gatherings, mm. and then uh, that's how many chips you get. Yeah. If you're the lowest, you lose a chip, and it's just elimination until everyone's out. There's okay. one winner, they keep all the money. That seems fun. When there's like 30 people, it's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we got started getting uninvited to family gatherings, so like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Money's bullshit. Family always fights over it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had, um, in the last, like, three years, I've had all but one of my grandparents die, and so, one set, rich, right, the other set, super poor, so, the rich side of the family, we had, like, seven people up at the house, it could have been a fucking, just TV show, drama, just fuck fest, it was terrible, everybody's, well, not everybody, there's certain sections of the family that just, they want shit, and they're not here to really grieve, and it just, it caused a bunch of problems, and... Nobody's doing anything good, but then we were at my grandpa's house, my, my other grandpa's house, we have like 30 people, 
in a double wide on Addy Street. Everybody was like making amends because there's there's nothing to fucking fight over. Right. There's no money involved. So that was a really interesting thing to see. Um, kind of opened up my parents' eyes because they're they're dealing with the whole trust thing right now, and um, they're like, look, we're gonna make sure we have a will because my grandpa, they didn't write anything down. So it was never like this person's gonna get this. It was all word of mouth, which doesn't work when it, when you're dealing with the trust. So it ended up being my parents were basically like, we're gonna make sure we write everything down. That way, you guys don't have to fight over this shit. You can just focus on the actual process of grieving because it sucks. And they're it's been like four months. They're still dealing with it, and they're just trying to get it like closed out and done with. So that's always fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. money's lame, but also needed to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> um, speaking of which, oh. with that, so I was wondering what your like first six months in real estate was like. like what oh, did man. you take from that? Do you think first six months to a year? Uh, the first thing, my first takes were, <clears throat> uh, this is gonna suck. I, I didn't <laughs> know it was gonna suck. I thought it was gonna be amazing. Um, the those that all that courses, all the tests I took. Mm-hmm. have nothing to do with real estate. Like, they teach you some of the laws and shit like that, but they, uh, they don't help you actually be a realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, I also learned, I tried to join a team, and that guy fucked me over pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, be careful who you associate with. I See, that's one of my other questions, was, is about, like, the team you're wanting to do, the yeah. structure of it, what's your, like, goals with it, that kind of thing. Uh, so, the goals with the team is more of, like, to produce really I want to change what real estate looks like right everybody has a certain stigma that they set with a realtor um, I want to change all that shit because realtors are usually ego driven money hungry assholes mm-hmm. that's how everybody sees them right um, what I want to produce is people who are actually interested in helping people so the point of my team is almost like I want to call it like a university mm-hmm. right so I'm going to get new agents coming in I'm going to teach you the processes, all this other shit. I'm going to teach you how to be a fucking realtor. Mm-hmm. And then later on, if you want to stay with the team because it's going to be easier to be a realtor on the team, that's great. But also, if I'd like you to go do your own shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one of those guys who's going to try and... Like, there's a lot of people who have teams that are really trying to make people stuck mm-hmm. and be a part of that team forever. And that's just, that's bullshit to me. Like, I mean, we make enough money as realtors to where that extra, like, 25% you're pulling off of each one of their deals, like, is that really worth it to, mm-hmm. like, ruin this person's life? You know? Not even ruin their life, but, like, to hold them back. Yeah, and make it harder. Right. So, <laughs> I'm also, I've been doing this long enough to where I'm, I'm sick of, like, what I call weekend warriors. Yeah. People who, like, sell their grandma's house. Um, you know, who really don't do this full time and, and really just give us a bad name because they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do both ends of this paperwork and it's pretty irritating. Yeah. Through this process, I've had process, I've had a lot of people want me to like, well, just stay part time at your job. Like, don't jump into it fully. You need to make sure you have the money. And it's like, but how, how much progress am I going to actually make in the realty side? And it's, it's one of those where like, sure. I might not sell anything for quite a while. That's why I got to build my savings up. Speaking of which, I need to get like a budget book and get better about writing that shit down because I know how to do it. Just need to do it. Um, 
but then also if I'm putting all my effort into it and that's the thing I have to be successful, I'm going to put all my effort into it, especially if that's the only thing potentially going to bring me in money. Like, I don't see splitting the time there being beneficial in any way. Um, it just, just doesn't seem like it to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where I was at. I did the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do anything halfway. It doesn't make any sense. I'd get a hundred times better uh, being hungry. Yep. You know, and that's, that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the other things like the position I'm in now with where I'm staying, how low my rent is of all the times to make, take a chance like that. It's now rather than when I'm paying rent and it's like 900 bucks a month. Right. That's pretty hard to do when you don't have a lot of savings. But when I'm splitting rent and currently it's 250, I'd be an idiot not to try. Right? right. Especially when like, yeah, I'm in a position at my current job. I will probably be a manager in the next year or so. Maybe, maybe two. Um, but from what I've gathered of that, managers likely to pay me less than what I make now, which what I make now is like now reaching for them. It's like, okay, this is decent. I could help support a family here. That's not my goal. My goal is to get to a point where Kirsten wants to have a career. She wants to do all that, which is awesome. Totally down for it. I don't want her to have to, if that makes sense. I want to be in a position where if she decides we have our first kid, she wants to stay home with it, with it, with our kid, go for it. Like, you don't need to work. That's the ultimate goal, um, which is probably just based off how my dad worked as a, a truck driver for a long time. <clears throat> He's always talked about, like, look, find something you're passionate at figure out what your goals are in terms of where you need to be at financially and find a way to make that happen. He's like, I work super hard to provide for you guys what I can. It's not as much as I'd like to, but I'm gonna work my ass off every day to give you what I can, which I've always appreciated. Like, out of most of the friends I've had, I've had a great childhood, great parents, um, may not have been rich, but we weren't super poor either, and just overall good parents. Had a friend whose mom locked him and his sister in a house and lit it on fire. So comparatively, we're doing pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and I try to make sure I like let them know, hey, appreciate you guys even being out of the house, that whole shit. So with that, it's like, okay, what are what are my actual goals? What do I need to focus on right now? Which is something that uh, being moved out for a while, trying to focus on that more now, try to figure out where am I trying to get to. Well, you got to break them down a little more than you even think. Mm-hmm. You got to break them down to the day to the hour. Yeah. And uh, that, that's where real estate, I started getting real mm-hmm. good when I started doing that. Okay. You know, it's, uh, you got to understand that every move you make, every hour you spend is money. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would do is I would break <clears> down <throat> how much I wanted to make this year. And then I would break that down by the month and I would break that down by the day and by the hour. Mm-hmm. So if I want to charge this much per hour, what do I need to look like I'm doing? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You know, it's, uh. It's a pretty intense process, but it really makes you understand that, like, a realtor who makes half a million dollars a year um, is not just chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, sure, there are times where you need to schedule in time to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, your phone's within reach at all times. You are answering questions when you probably shouldn't be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I've answered fucking text messages I won't answer the phone but like I've answered text messages during an orchestra concert yeah my daughter's up there doing shit and I have my phone way up here 
so I could still kind of see while mm-hmm. I'm fucking doing shit, while I'm working. So yeah, it's uh, you're always on, you're always off, right? Because yeah. everyone always thinks you're off, but I'm working. I was gonna say, how does that work? Is it just like basically that, as you're saying, like be next to your phone so you can answer shit when you need to be, but otherwise, what are you doing when you're not out showing a house when you're not doing that kind of making phone calls? Just phone calls, right? So you're talking to whoever you need to. Now, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. There's a thousand different ways to be a good realtor. You got to figure out what works out for you, mm-hmm. which is the issue because a lot of the times when people come in, like you'll. Like, if you start with Keller Williams, you'll do this course called Ignite. You have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a crash course into real estate that works. If you do fucking, what do they say, like 30 calls a day. If you make 30 phone calls a day to different people every fucking five days a week, you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. Sounds easy. It's not. Yeah. If you knock on 50 doors a day, whether they answer or not, you will be a successful realtor. Hmm. Sounds easy to do. It's not. I've never never done any type of door knocking. I remember my dad doing door knocking for, I think it was like Edward Jones or something when I was a kid. That did not seem like fun. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah. I mean, people are not happy that you're at their door. I say, is that something you're still doing ever? I don't. No. Um, and the reason I don't is, is not because it doesn't work, because it does. I've mm. done that. I've done open houses. This was one of the things I was really good at. I would do like two a day on the weekends, mm-hmm. right? I'd do a Friday night one, and then one on the Saturday morning, one on Saturday afternoon, one Sunday morning, one Sunday afternoon, right? So boom, 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 boom. Or yeah. I'd just structure it to where I got at least four a weekend. And that's going to somebody else's open house and just trying to get clients that are no, looking at the that's house? holding an open house. Okay. Now, oh, sorry, sorry. we're touching. Um, <laughs> so what that means as well is... That doesn't have to be your listing, right? You can call and ask people, hey, do you, it wouldn't be cool if I held an open house on your listing this weekend. You go open the door, you set up your cookies or whatever the fuck, okay. uh, and you just handle business. Uh, as people walk in, they need to sign in. That's how you get clients. Okay. You it's more check back in call back. Right. And Got you're going to ask, and on your little sheet, it's going to say, do you have a realtor or not or whatever, right? A lot of looky-loos. It's going to be a lot of that, mm. right? A few people with <clears> realtors. <throat> and then uh, you're going to pull some deals out of that. I assume if they say, yes, they have a realtor, that's somebody you're not calling? I'm going to call them anyways. I don't give a fuck. Did you okay. sign anything with them? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you got to get ruthless in this game. Because <clears throat> uh, my mentality with that is most of these realtors fucking suck. All right. I don't. So, like, are they doing their damn job? Why did you show up to an open house? Mm. Why did they not show you this open house? Like, are they doing everything they can and then you just happened upon this one? Or, like, that's those are the questions I'm asking. Yeah. Because if you have to show yourself houses because they're not doing their fucking job, I will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I've done it plenty of times. People get pissed. Hey, I was working with them. Did you sign anything? Well, no, but, well, then this conversation's over. That, that whole contract thing, you got to sign it for you to be their realtor? I don't. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people get really upset at me for not doing it. I don't fucking care. Uh, because what that does is contractually obligates them to work with me. Now, they can get out of it just by writing me a letter saying, I don't want to work with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people won't do that. I want to work with people who want to work with me. If you don't fucking like me, go find another realtor. I don't fucking care. 
That makes sense. I'd rather have that than deal with a fucking prick all day that I'm taking time out of my day to show you fucking houses mm. and you're being an asshole mm. all day. Yeah, if you sign that contract, are you then required to be the realtor or can you end that? It, yeah, I can end that as well. Okay. I fired plenty of clients. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them suck, like a lot. I've heard some stories, yeah. 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 I'm dealing with one at the moment and he is just uh, very hard to deal with. Yeah. Once uh, the deal closes, we can talk a little more about this guy. I was going to say, I think I've heard you talk about it a little bit at the gym. Oh, yeah. It sounds super fun. Super yeah, fun it's, it's a little hard. Uh, and then you're running into, like, a lot of, um, look, I, uh, I, I'm a white guy. I deal with racism all mm. the time. You know what I mean? I don't know why uh, white people come up to me and I must have, like, a racist face or some shit like that. I know I look conservative mm. because that's... I go to the gym, guns, I do that shit, yeah, right? Like beard, all that other that, shit. I got the beard, shit, yeah. right? So people think conservative, and so they just think they can walk up and start spouting racist shit, and I'm going to laugh. Like, I'm not. Really? Yeah. That's interesting, because it's one of those things you don't, like, you don't think you're going to see, but certain jobs bring you into contact with it more, so that surprises well, I, me. I'm in bit. contact with so many humans, I think is the problem. That makes sense. You yeah. Know, I'm talking to, like, 30, 40 people a day, like, just all fucking day. Yeah. And, uh... A lot of times people get comfortable with me. I'm I'm pretty easy to get comfortable. I'm a very personable person, mm. right? So if I go show you houses and shit, we've been working together for a while, some shit's going to come out that about like your past marriage or shit like that. We could talk about that all day or whatever. But uh, when you're mad at like the Mexicans, you know, like fucking yelling about the Mexicans all fucking day. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you that my ex-wife was, and my children are Hispanic because mm. that's just going to make you feel like a fool. But yeah. at the same time, like, I'd like you to fucking stop. Yeah. Because I'm I say, mad. do you ever say anything with that, or... I, if they're my client, I try not to. Yeah. Right? Because I don't I don't want to start waves. I just want to get this deal over with. Right? Yeah. Um, if they're being directly racist, sure. Yeah. I would rather just say something straight to your face and be like, you know what? Fuck off. I don't need to work with people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we make good money doing what I do, and I just... I want to be happy, too. Yeah. So I want to enjoy your day. Right. It was, uh, yeah, that Mexican thing was, was very recent. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's and so I'm sitting there listening to him about, he sold a house somewhere else, and, and, uh, yeah, he's just going off about fucking the Mexicans that are buying it, and the Mexicans this, the Mexican. And I'm like, dude, like, say one more thing about Mexicans. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, like, Hispanic people are my thing. Right? I grew up in Los Angeles. Like, yeah. I, all my friends were Hispanic, right? And then I fucking move up here. All my friends are Hispanic. My ex-wife is Hispanic. My children's are half Hispanic. Like, they're very... I speak Spanish, right? Yeah. I speak Spanish because I deal with that type of people all the time. Like, I love mm-hmm. them. And now you're just... Not only are you generalizing by calling them all Mexicans, which they're not, right? Yeah, like, there's a yeah. thousand different types of Hispanic people or Latin people. She just found out there was a big difference in that, too. Yeah, I don't fully understand it, but I know it's a it's a thing. So, you can piss some people off a lot with that. Apparently, Hispanic people mm-hmm. are of Spaniard descent. Okay. Which means that that section that they're from was raped and pillaged by Spaniards. Okay. Latin, that'd be like Greek, Italian, like all that other shit. Really? They were raped and pillaged by those people. Oh, got it. I was yeah. like, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fucked up history. Yay. Yeah. I mean, all of... South America. And I'll say it's, it's what history was. I, I think it's interesting that um, 
everybody thinks. And that's a general Everybody's. knowledge, by the way. That's not yeah, yeah, super specific, but yeah. yeah. I, I, so there's a podcast I listen to called Time Suck, and he's pretty largely in the middle. Who is that? Dan Cummins. He's a comedian. Yeah, yeah, Fucking he's love good. The podcast. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't listened to it, um, if you ever have like historical podcast you want to listen to, it's history with comedy in it. Yeah. Um, it's not something to listen to at work with like open speakers. He's gonna pop off and say something you're not expecting, especially if it's like one of the serial killer ones. It's a lot of dark humor and a lot of like references to other episodes, but it's also really in-depth research. So that's something we're like listening to it. He did one on um, Genghis Khan, who's thought to be like one of the most fucked up people. But he goes into the history of like, well, if you also just look at the time when the dude was alive, it was fucking everybody. Everybody was just terrible people compared to what we have in society today. Right. This was the standard. He was just also somebody trying to be a world dominator, but like that was anybody who was trying to do that was a fucked up human being. So right. not to say it was good, but just to, like I'm going to give you the context on everything. So I think right. that's interesting how some people, you just don't have the context of that. And you think it's like, what's well, this one specific group of people fucked up everything else? It's like, oh, it's kind of everybody at the time. Well, everybody Everything did that to was, everybody. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was fucking crazy, man. Like, the, this planet was built on corruption and fucking violence. Yeah. Humans are disgustingly violent creatures. Yeah. Like, and... When history was written by the winners, too. Uh, as well, yeah. Yeah, which That's doesn't mean it's completely accurate all right. the time, so... Yeah, um, quite interesting stuff, but that's, I listen to his stuff a lot. He also has like a Scared to Death podcast I got Kirsten into, which is just like, I don't know, creepy, scary, supposedly uh, true stories, which is funny because his Time Suck podcast is like super analytical. So that's one where he's like, you suspend disbelief. If one of the things is real, there's a possibility for any of it to be real. Just try to scare you kind of thing. But then that one, it's like three and a half, four hours of just super in-depth research through whatever the topic is, which wow. could range from weird conspiracy theories to a uh, shitty president to some serial killer kind of thing. So I like his podcast. It's a lot of fun. No, he's a <clears> hilarious <throat> comedian as well. Yeah. I love his shit. So I like him, uh, Tom Segura, mm. um, Louis C.K. was pretty good. Yeah. Like, I like I like the fucking mean ones. Yeah. I like, uh, <clears throat> who's the mean, Daniel Tosh? Oh god! Son of a bitch! Like some yeah. of the stuff he says, I'm like, God damn! The the no no pull no punches pulled kind yeah, of thing, dude. Just, like, woo, he goes for that shit. He goes for fucking everything. Yeah, but he I think he's one of the comedians where he's like, how fucked up can I make this? Can I go a step further? Right. Like, can I can I reach that level? Um, which it's comedy. So like, there's a part of it where if you're tuning into it. You gotta expect to just have some fucked up shit in it, and if you don't want to hear that, turn it off. It's as simple as that. Just don't listen to it. Like, if it's not for you, that's that's fine. But freedom of speech, oh, the whole dude. American thing. As long as you're not inciting violence on people who gives what a shit. What did he say? Oh man, one of the funniest and most fucked up things ever <laughs> was like, he's like, all right, now this is one of the most fucked up things I've ever said, and I'm warning you now because it's fucked up. And I'm like, oh no. If Daniel Tosh is warning you. Well, it was, uh, my kids are in the car and we're listening to this. And oh, so man. I just let, like, explicitness, I don't really care if my mm. kids hear that shit because they're just words. They, yeah. Words only have the meaning you give them, right? So, um, but he was like, it's pretty amazing how, like, strong and fast and 
all this other shit like that black people are. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so the fact that we enslaved them. I've heard that one, yeah. It's pretty neat. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. you can't say that. Oh. But even my kids were busting up laughing. Because mm-hmm. he, he just, it's the structure of the joke. Yeah. The way he delivered it, it was hilarious. Yeah. But, again, slavery's not funny. <clears throat> but at the same time, just his delivery on, like, he basically was talking up black people constantly mm-hmm. about how amazing they are. Yeah. And he's like, the fact that just white people enslaved them, like, that's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Like, it was just... Yeah. It was funny. I think that's one of the things I enjoy about comedy is, like, in order to be good at it, you really have to be, like, a master of the art to really study it and figure out how to write it. Because, like, anybody can tell a joke. To be good at it, to sit there, one, have it all down, and then go do an hour on stage of just constant funny shit and then tie it back in later that's a lot of work well you gotta be quick too I mean cause you gotta understand like being able to fuck with the audience mm-hmm. right like that's off the cuff shit yeah that's pretty good well there's there's certain comedians um I can't remember his name but there's one dude who at least from what I've seen of it he has a special that's basically the entire time is just him riffing with the audience he'll just yeah. pick somebody out and he'll just start going off of whatever stereotypical shit or what their job is or whatever and he just keeps moving through the audience with different people and everybody's dying so to be able to pick at the things you're not supposed to say with a direct person for an hour and just switch people the whole time and it's it is it's it's a huge skill like i mean this person's coming up you don't know what this person does for a living Mm -mm. and then to be able to just make it funny right off the bat like that's that's not easy to do yeah have you seen um i think the movie's called the gentleman it's like uh, it's about some weed dealers or something, and like I think they're Irish or something like that. But there's there's this old boxing dude, and <clears throat> there's three kids that are trying to rob a meat store or whatever. Yes, and he's that. like he's talking shit to him, and he's like, "Come on, say something witty." And they're like, "Fuck you!" And he's like, "God damn it, you people suck. You can't say." It. And it's like I feel like my generation has lost that a lot. Yeah. It's, it's just the most basic of insults, and it's like, not that you need to be able to do that. I think it's kind of cool to be able to do it, just like pop off and just shut somebody down um, if needed, but yeah. then also have the respect to not do that, because then there's just the people who just respect is a lost thing, too. Yeah. That's fucking lame. So, so, I'm really good at that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a skill, but it's also hard to turn off sometimes. So I really upset people because I can walk up to somebody, probably look at you for a good 10 seconds Mm -hmm. and I could upset you. I could definitely be like, he's probably self-conscious about this. Mm -hmm. I could just ruin your whole fucking day in like a matter of 30 seconds. And it's an interesting skill to have, but, uh, it's also like, I don't use it like that. What, what I'll do, which you've seen it, right. Is, uh, I don't really up it. I just, I'm, I'm at this level here, but if you up it, oh, I'm going to meet you there. Yeah. You want to keep going? Okay, let's go. And uh, it's actually happened a few times now <laughs> to where people get quite upset. I mean, I don't lose a lot of those. Yeah. Like, it's, it's probably, I'll go years without losing one of those. Yeah. There's like, I think, I can think of one person who can keep up. Really? One. And other than that, I will win. I will upset you before you can upset me. Because I also, I also understand like comedy's comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just being funny. I really don't mean to hurt your feelings, but yeah. at this juncture, we're trying to hurt each other's feelings. Yeah, so yeah. 
I'll say that's that's somewhat like the friend group that I have. My some of my best friends. <clears throat> that's what we do is yeah. we give each other shit. So that whole like uh, stay toxic thing I was telling you about. Yeah. Occasionally we we'll, we play cards against humanity while we're in Idaho, and I don't remember what the card was, but it's just like the one dude got like six cards about fucked up relationships. All of them just went straight to him, and he's sitting there, and he's like, "I'm a little butt hurt, but these are fucking hilarious. Whoever did that card wins." And like, that's the friend group we're in, where it's like you're allowed to poke fun at that kind of stuff. And I think too many people have just too soft of a skin where they can't handle it. And it's yeah. like the the world isn't the nicest fucking thing. It's better to be able to take that shit from somebody who actually gives a shit about you, and you can realize it's funny, so that when you come across somebody who doesn't, it doesn't just fuck up your whole day and you're screwed. Like. I'd rather be able to go back and forth and make those jokes and handle it. And also, you have more fun that way. you got less of a stick up your ass, I feel like. Yeah. Like, the comedy's allowed to flow. You laugh more. Laughing's healthy. That's good. So. Right, and you should be able to roll some of this off your shoulders, even if someone does mm-hmm. offend you. Like, like uh, who was it? It was Selma Hayek said something that I found very interesting, which is that whole, like, the reason I don't... I curse constantly, mm-hmm. and I don't really give a shit where I'm at, right? Yeah. I don't care that my kids are around. That doesn't bother me because, like I said, words only have the meaning you give them. Mm -hmm. If I curse constantly, it's not to be offensive. It's the way I speak. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, she was like, okay, how about this? As an example, she's like, I'm going to cuss and scream and yell at you in a language you don't understand. (laughs) Is that going to offend you? No. You have no idea because you don't know the meaning behind those words. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have anything to do with what's actually being said at you. It's how you take it. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a little eye opening. She's yeah. also really hot. Yeah. I really enjoy Selma Hayek. I think that's a that's a good point to make though. But like I remember in high school, my cousin um, she'd always get upset because somebody said something mean. Right. I've had that view of just like fuck them for a long time, where it's like. Okay, are they your best friend? No. Okay, don't, just don't worry about it. She's like, it's right. not that easy. And I'm like, yeah, it is. You just say, fuck it. I don't care. And she's like, well, what if it is my best friend? I say, fuck them. They're not your best friend. Like, if they're going to truly be mean to be mean, you don't need that person. That, that, that's the point, though. Yeah. Are they being mean to be mean? Exactly. Now, that's, that's my best was. friends, I will say that shit that's going to hurt your feelings because I should. Because you need to hear it. Someone needs to say it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I'm okay being that friend because mm-hmm. if you want to get mad at me, that's fine. But I said I did my job mm-hmm. as your friend and said what I should be saying. Yeah, and and it's uh, it's lost me a few, you know. But at the same yeah. time, like if they don't understand that, I don't call people friends easily. I really don't. Yeah, like I have like two right now, mm-hmm. um, and so it's uh, it's not easy for me to do, but. It's one of those things, I don't consider you a friend unless unless I believe that it's, first of all, it's mutual. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by mutual is, if I consider you a friend, you call me at 3 a.m., I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I expect the exact same thing. Yeah. Right? Because I'm, I'm probably not going to call you at 3 a.m., even if I'm in a fuck situation. Mm-hmm. But if I do, that means I really need you. Yeah. You know? And I expect you to fucking be there. And uh, I feel like that's lost as well. In yeah. this day, with, with fucking Facebook, Instagram. Oh, look at all the friends I have. Well, how many are your friends? Yeah. It says friends. <laughs> it's acquaintances. Is how many people can say. you actually count on? Yeah, I've had a, a, a buddy who, well, I, the, the neighbors I grew up across the street from, 
we've known each other our entire lives, grew up across the street from each other. Um, and I was having an emergency with my ear. I need to get taken to the uh, ER. So I called him up like randomly one day and he was like, yeah, man, I'm laying tile. I'll be there in five minutes. Like, just let me right. put the shit down. And he got over there and he was like, I'm actually like, sorry, you're in pain. That let me get out of a fucked up job. But like, let's go get you to the hospital. He sat there for like three hours while I'm doing the thing. And it was like, we hadn't talked in a week or two. Yeah. Like, just, I'll be there. Like, got you. Um, right. And there's like no questions asked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you need me? Yeah. I would say that it happened the same way where his older brother called me and he was, or no, I think it was Abner actually called me and was like, hey, Ethan's at this place. He's about to get into a fight with the dude. I need you to come pick us up and move, like, get us out of here. Because he's like, it's, it's dumb shit that doesn't need to happen. Ethan's going to get himself in a lot of trouble. Because Ethan did jujitsu. We went to the same gym. He's going to fuck that kid up. The kid he was going to fight had, like, the shittiest boxing wraps you've ever seen. Had no clue how to box. And it was like, my friend would probably break your arm yeah. just because that's that's what he knows to do. So it's one of those, like, show up. I don't even know what time it was, but, like, get there. Hey, man, like, nah, you're done. This is stupid shit. Let's leave. Like, it's not important enough to do this kind of thing. Um, yeah. But I think uh, having those friends are important. I don't know. How much time do we have? It's a real big deal. Um, we're at 84 right now, which is, what, an hour and 20 minutes? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you, however long you're cool with. Say, I, I don't care. Um, yeah. Well, you got anything else for me? I have many other Okay, uh, well, let's hear it. Questions. So, let's see. I think we went through those two already. Um you might have already answered this. Top like three to five things you've learned about real estate through doing it? Or you already answered those in the first couple things you learned? Well, I might have. I don't know. I'd say just consistency is key. Like, but that's how everything in life is. Yeah. You want to be good at something, you've got to get consistent. Um, and do the shit you don't want to do first. That just get it over with. That's why we squat on Mondays. Because <laughs> if we squatted on Fridays, no one would show up. Mm. It's the end of the week. Nobody wants to fucking do that. We do the shittiest thing first, which in my opinion is squats. Yeah, that is one of the ones that'll wreck you, I suppose. Yeah. Whatever that, uh, the, the row machine adductors. Yeah. Dude, I was wrecked for four days. Good. For four days, I was messed up with that. So we're going to do some sort of adductor every fucking week now because cool. it needs to be stronger. I was going to say, yeah, after doing that, I was like, I don't, I didn't realize how little <clears throat> the exercises we were doing was truly hitting that because I might be sore for a day, day and a half. That was like deadlift day. I was worried it was going to fuck up my deadlifts because I was so sore. And it didn't because it's a bit of a different lift. But like the whole day working, I was struggling to get down to get into crawl spaces and do all this other shit because it's just rough. I was very sore. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, I don't know, I enjoy when we find different things. You're like, hey, we're going to do this now. Like the rainbows for the flies. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But I like it. Um, I'm really sore in my lats right now doing the uh, band for the for pull-ups yesterday because yeah. my shoulder's bugging me. I think I worked my lats more. I like doing it without the band, but I think I might try to incorporate that every once in a while just to get the full range of motion. Yeah. Maybe do like majority of them without the band and then do a final set or something with the band or an extra set with the band or something just to get that full range of motion. Well, I really like, I appreciate more of the box, right? The um, box. So what, I don't like bands very much, mm -hmm. right? So what I would do is I'd put a box underneath me okay, to where I can touch it okay. at the top of my, 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 uh, my pull-up, okay. right? And then I would just put enough pressure 
the whole way just to get myself dips. up. Yeah. Okay. So you can do it that way too, and I feel like you'll get the full range of motion. The hard part, I don't like teaching people that way, is because people will just start pushing with their legs, mm -hmm. right? Like, you have to understand you're only going to get out of this what you give. Yeah. So if you're putting more pressure than necessary with your feet, you're not going to get as much where you need it, and that's not the point. Yeah. So I do it that way because I regulate myself very closely. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just don't. I think that goes down to, like... Um Part of the reason why I listened to that first episode twice was you guys went over uh, mentality, which was something I had here. Um, like the winner, the winner, you want to just compete or you just want to be fit, that kind of a thing. I think that's being honest with yourself on your goal. What am I trying to get out of this? Definitely helps you in terms of, okay, how much am I going to push on the floor or on the box with that lift? Like when I was first doing dips, I had to use my feet to do the dips, but it pretty quickly evolved into, I feel like I'm working too much on this. Like with my legs, I don't want to do that. I want to get good at dips so I can just fucking do dips. Right. What is the point of even being here if I'm not going to make myself do that effort? So like you came over and you were trying to tell me like, go faster. And I was like, I have nothing. I'm just using my feet on this to like support minimally as possible. But it was like doing negative deficits or whatever. Yeah. Um, making it as fucking hard as I could so like the set took longer but every single one I was dying on now I can almost do full three sets of ten on dips right which is like that's that's what I want I want to get there with pull-ups um the fact that I can do like one maybe two pull-ups now that's awesome I've never really been able to do that very much when I was I was also like 200 pounds now I'm 250 something so bit of a difference there yeah yeah people yeah. don't understand like it's pretty crazy. I'm almost 300 fucking pounds. I just bang out sets of pull-ups, and people don't get it. Yeah. It's really just if you're strong enough, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, but you also have to get the motion down, right? So, like, I can pistol squat, but I don't like those. They're hard. Those hurt my ankles. Well, you gotta get it. You work on your ankle mobility, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, so I can do them. The problem is I don't. <laughs> so I'd have to teach my body how mm -hmm. to do them correctly. Right? So I have the strength to do a pistol squat with each leg. Yeah. One. One. Right now. <laughs> so that's what we were doing the other day. I don't know if you you were, you were saw Jonathan came over and, mm -hmm. and he was talking about pistol squats. And I think Rich was doing them on a box or some shit. Maybe. That's that's where you have like one leg, the other leg's out, and you drop all the way down yeah. kind of thing. I just, I've never had the stability for one for that. And then and probably the ankle mobility. I definitely couldn't push myself back up, at least not previously. Maybe now I might be able to, but yeah. not previously. Well, they're not easy. Yeah. No. So, but you have to teach your body how mm -hmm. to how to handle that. You know. So, I don't yeah. know, man. And mentality is huge in, in all this. That's why I'm trying to explain. You guys are to the mentality part. Yeah. Your mental's catching up to your physical, which your physical can do more mm. if you make it. Yeah. And that's that's the hard part is trying to teach these people like. You gotta understand how mentally weak we are right now based out of necessity. Mm -hmm. We don't have to, so yeah. we don't. Yeah. A, a female, a 150 pound female can pick up a car off her child if she has to. She may die afterwards yeah. because of the shock to her body and nervous system, but she can do it. Yeah. So understand yeah. what you can do with your body. It's the same thing where, um, I cooked, right? So mm -hmm. if you were to cut off your finger, it's the same resistance as cutting through a carrot. Yeah. Um, so technically, you should be able to bite your fingers off. Yeah. You can't. 
because your mind won't let you. Yeah. You have to be slightly insane. Mm-hmm. You have to have something fucked up in your brain to be able to bite a finger off. It would be one of those situations where it's like you're going to die unless you gnaw your own hand off to get right. out of a situation. Like that would be the only way mentally you could do that. Uh-huh. If you reached a point, which a lot of people I feel like can't, if you reached a point where the fight or flight was like that level. That's something I've always found interesting. Um, what's the quote? It's like uh, something along the lines of like great men never make great sons or something like that. Where it's like uh, basically if you... If you're so successful, your sons don't have to work for anything. They're just going to be lazy pieces of shit. So one thing I've always I've thought about for a long time, because I've always wanted to be a dad when I have kids, is my dad worked super hard, get, taught us all the lessons he could teach us, provide for us what he could, but there were still some levels of struggle. So all three of us boys have some drive to go out, get something done. We want to make something of ourselves. If we're successful at that, what do I do to give my kids that same drive if I can provide for them what I want which is everything how do I without being a complete asshole and just making you move piles of rocks all fucking day because I'm a dick how do I teach you that um, <clears throat> what's the word there starts with a D drive uh, not drive uh, the diversity like how do I put you through diversity in a healthy way so that you understand what you need to do to go get after it kind of thing. So that also, then you start talking about generational wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we start getting into mm-hmm. that. Uh, and a lot of times, so what you're saying um, happens quite often and they don't create generational wealth. What that means is that this person's successful, this person's not. So it does step up a generational wealth, but then the next generation after the person who sucked will have to go mm-hmm. up they're going up a little further than the other person did who were going up if that makes any sense yeah that's building generational wealth so eventually like i had to buy my own car right mm-hmm. but i was able to my grandfather paid for it and i paid him back monthly mm-hmm. that's generational wealth this is where like oh man so my grandpa did that actually um, both my brothers, it was, he'll match you dollar for dollar. You have to write a contract for everything that he lent you for that car. You have to pay him back so much monthly or your parents take the keys. Right. I chose not to do that. I bought like a $1,700 truck. I just worked all summer for it. But I was like, I don't need to do any upgrades to the truck or anything like that. Like I have just enough to buy it. I don't want to be in debt to anybody. I got it. But he always did contracts like that with us where it's like, if you want something, I'll be get it. You you have to pay me back, or you fucking lose it. Well, so what you have to understand is, <clears throat> he's at the top class of mm-hmm. generational wealth being built. Yeah. To be able to buy you a car, right? That that's a different standard of, of human being, at, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people don't have that, and that's where we start getting into what's called like white privilege, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and people get quite upset about it. And it's, the reason is because they don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because when someone starts so low on generational wealth and someone starts up here at generational wealth, there's a difference between my son will have a car to drive when he gets a permit. Yeah. These people will have to teach their child how to, how to drive with their own car. Mm-hmm. And that kid will get a car once he can afford it, mm-hmm. right? So, like, my generational wealth was my grandfather 
paid for the car and I had to pay him back. Yeah. Well, I'll be to the point where I can just buy my son a car for his birthday mm. and maybe he doesn't have to work for that. Yeah. But he has to do something else, right? Like, so I understand what you're saying. Like, how do we keep the generational wealth building? Yeah. Because we also don't want to put out fucking douchebags. Yeah, basically, don't how, do work you, for anything. how do you keep your kid from being entitled while providing them with the stuff you want? Right. Right. Like, you want to be able to buy your son a car and just be like, hey, have a car. I'll Here's a car. That shit right. For you. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want him to just always expect. Well, it's also not going to be a brand this. new fucking vehicle. Yeah. You're going to need to do work on this fucking car. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an older car, and that's on purpose. I told him he's not allowed to have a driver's license. I will not. I will pay for you to get your driver's license, but you will pass with a stick shift, or you will not get it. Yeah. You will pass your. You know how hard a driver's license test is with a stick shift. <laughs> it's a fucking bitch. I bet. Because yeah. you have to hit all the gears correctly, all that shit, right? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I, I, I was on an automatic. I drive a stick shift now. But right. Well, that's yeah. the thing, too. I passed mine with an automatic, yeah. but I drove a stick shift. So I used my girlfriend's automatic to take my driver's test because yeah. it's half as hard. Yeah. It takes out right? a bunch of elements you got to deal yeah, with. Because if you kill the car once in your fucking driver's test, it's a big deal. They're docking a lot of points. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you kill it in the wrong space, that can be dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a whole different thing. But so I'm like trying to teach him that shit. And uh, it's it's pretty interesting. How old is he? He's 14. So he's he's getting close to that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So apparently his uh, his abuelo, his grandfather, Mm -hmm. is going to give him uh, it's a little VW Golf. Nice. So we'll see. Yeah. It's a stick shift, though. So there you go. He's going to have to learn. Yeah. And it's going to be a bitch to teach him. And it's funny because he wants his uncle to teach him. Mm-hmm. His uncle that wrecks a car every year. Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a cousin. She was asking me, like, what car are you going to buy when you get your first car? Like, what do you think? Because I was saving up at the time. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just want something that runs that will be good. And she's like, yeah, well, just buy a beater car anyways. Everybody wrecks their first car. My cousins in that family were all given a first car. We weren't made to work for it. There was nothing with that. So that's part of the reason, like, that's something I think about so much. Whereas my brother, he was in the room, and he looked at me like my oldest brother. And, like, pulled me aside, and he's like, hey, she's wrecked the first three cars she had. Don't be like her. Like, we have to buy our own cars. Even if you get help from Pop Pop, you still have to pay him back. You're going to want a car you want, and you're going to want to take care of that car. Because it's yeah. fucking hard to get another one. And, um, like, Kirsten, her parents bought her first car. Right. But she was doing running start going to college Mm -hmm. she was doing high school at the same time and had a job and then uh throughout that when she wasn't she'd stop working to do track to go to state for track and then when track was done she went and got a second job and so like she's always had shit going on and now she makes payments on the car and stuff like that so that's where that's kind of that same generational wealth right help you we're gonna put you in a nice car but you're actually doing shit. Like, you right. need so the that, car to do the things so you're trying to do. So that maybe they don't mm-hmm. have to work, mm-hmm. but they're doing the things that they should be doing. They're yeah. doing all this stuff to better their life. Yeah. You're not just handing them a vehicle and being like, here you go, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're giving them something to help them complete their tasks. You, you know what just happened with that? What? One of my cousins from that family, love him to death, just to put that out there, he was giving my grandpa Bates, who just died a couple years ago, his truck. A truck that my dad sold my grandpa 
fucking years ago when he was a car salesman. It was a truck that like nobody was able to get off the lot. My dad convinced his boss, like, hey, if I sell this truck today, you give me a bonus. And his boss was like, there's no fucking way. Sure, you'll get a bonus. Dad sells it to grandpa. They fix it up. It's ran for like 30 plus years. They rebuilt it because the brakes were absolute shit. They just gave it to my cousin. Within a week of having it, he decided to go take this old Dodge and go drifting with it and fucking totaled it. As far as I know, he didn't have to pay anything for it. I'm like, why? Like, I love my cousin, but of all the people, why did he get Grandpa's truck? Yeah. There's plenty of us that would have taken, like, even his older brother, he would have taken way better care of that truck because it's Grandpa's truck. And there's, I think there's also the difference there of, like, I remember driving. I drove that truck. I remember driving in that truck with Grandpa. I don't know if he remembers any of that shit. So there's not, like, the, the history with it or, like, the story of my dad selling it to him shit like that's just like why right <laughs> why and i think they might be able to fix it but i don't know if they will but like that's where my ranger i plan to get a better car especially the more you talk about uh taking people out for real estate you have to drive them all the time i gotta have a better car than that ranger to do that with like if i pull up with a sticker covered rusty old ranger <laughs> like yeah. that might be a little bit hard so that's something i've thought about like well how am I gonna pull there's that also don't rush it Right, mm-hmm. a lot of people go out and get a fucking lease or a. I say a that's the other payment. side. Is, if I don't have the money, I, I can't do that. Like right. so. So I mean, like I have a 2003 Mercedes that I love to death. It's in the shop again. Mm. Fucking <laughs> piece of shit. It costs so much money to fix. Yeah. But uh, well, it's a Mercedes. nice vehicle. Yeah. But it's not. Ex- it wasn't expensive. It was a grand. Oh really? Nice. Right. So it was a client was moving to Mexico. And uh, they had it sold, and they're like, well, we're leaving tomorrow, and this guy backed out. So we're just going to leave the title and the keys on the fucking, on the on the thing. They sold it for five grand to that guy. Wow. Well, and I was like, well, how much do you want for it? Like, it's cool. I like the car. And they're like, give us a grand, you can have it. And boom, I'm done. Nice. I mean, what are they going to do with it? Yeah. They're not taking it to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, especially if they're going to leave it anyways, get a thousand out of it. Right. Something. I didn't want to get it for free. Like, that'd be fucking lame. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, but, uh, like, and I've taken care of that car. I mean, I've shown houses in that car. Mm-hmm. I've shown houses in that car. When um, the shocks were shot, and it's squeaking the whole time. The yeah. whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, sorry, I just got this. Like, and I tell them the story and all that other shit. Oh. And people are very understanding. People like humans. Yeah. So if you show up to show in that pickup truck, they're going to be okay with it because it's who you are. Right? Okay. Get a nicer car. <laughs> I'm not saying don't. Yeah, yeah. Right? But at the same time, when you're ready. don't rush it. Yeah. Your first couple deals will buy you a new car. Yeah. Right? So get those first couple deals. Make sure this is what you want to do yeah. before you take out a payment plan on a brand new fucking Audi. Yeah. You know? Like, that's not necessary either. Um, I've got a truck I have out there. Mm-hmm. I'm making payments on that thing, but I've had a truck... For years, like, and I always will, because mm. I love the damn thing. Yeah, right. And I wrecked the last one, so I got a new one. That's how it works. Yeah, I went from the Ranger, sold that to my dad, bought an F one fifty, had that for a couple of years, and then some dude T boned me because he didn't see his red light, so or his his stop sign, so he went through it at like forty miles an hour, ripped the back tire off, spun me out, that whole thing, and uh, I had this. I have a little Volkswagen that I bought, which. That was a massive piece of shit. I shouldn't have bought it. I went over into Oregon. It ended up being like one of the sketchiest like 
buy this car we're at a lot now we're going back to your house you have the like thing that says you're a dealer it was a whole thing where it's like cool learned a lot today we're not doing this again like learning experiences those are great but uh now i gotta try to sell the fucking thing and i hate having that car now that i have my ranger back for my dad because he just got um he inherited the the truck my other grandpa had um i have my ranger back which like i want to keep that car for a long time keep it running do all the maintenance for it but eventually i do want to get a nicer car for it now i gotta figure out how to sell this volkswagen one door swings open on the fucking thing it has a spare tire on it it's just like a billion issues with it and it's one of those where it's like how do i get rid of this yeah, yeah if i fix any of that stuff i will have put probably damn near three four thousand dollars four thousand maybe five thousand dollars into it i'm gonna get maybe fifteen hundred out of it max like and some of it is yeah and that's where it's I just gotta figure that out. Yeah, just put it up on fucking Facebook Marketplace or some shit. Probably. Craigslist is dead. Yeah, be like, hey, for a grand, these are its problems. Come take it off my hand. <laughs> yeah, some <somebody laughs> See what offers that. I get. That's not bad. I'd say put it up for 1500 though, because they're yeah. gonna come at you with a grand. Fair enough. That yeah. makes sense. You put it up for a grand, they'll come at you for 500 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any motor that drives, I think, is worth at least a grand. Yeah, that's fair. I'd say. It has some issues. I don't. I don't know fully. I've had. If you start it and it's too cold and you start driving, the engine light comes on and it doesn't like you. So like overall, the whole thing's a piece of shit. Yeah. But yeah, I had a little uh, Volkswagen Passat. Mm-hmm. I was showing cars in that for a while. It looked nice, but fuck, I hated that car. <laughs> it's just so many issues. It's expensive to fix. Same thing with this Mercedes. Yeah. Every fix is like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So I've put probably seven grand into this Mercedes already. Oh, yeah. So I got rims for it. I got it all fixed. Everything. I put a brand new battery in it because I let it sit for like eight months, and then, uh, and then I come back out like two days later. I'm driving it for a couple days, so it's being run. Mm-hmm. I come out the third day and it won't start. Battery's dead again. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is it the alternator? I took it to the shop. I'm like, you're gonna fix this this time. <laughs> I'm fucking sick of this. Yeah. So. Already, it's probably going to cost me about seven hundred bucks just to get just to get it to continue to start. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, I ran it into a curb when I was dealing with that sleep apnea bullshit I had. Oh yeah. Was so, that the uh, part? I thought you did that in a truck. I did that in a truck. I oh, wrecked the wreck my you truck. Had was in the truck. Okay. But I buy these rims, fucking twenty five hundred dollar rims. Oh yeah. And within three days, I ran ran one whole left side into the fucking. That's right. Curb. I fell asleep and just started boom. I would have if that curb wasn't there. I'd have been in a. In a ditch the, or something? No, the other side. Oh. I'd yeah. have been on the other side of the road with a car coming towards me. So, well, good thing there's a curve there, there. I guess. Yeah. yeah. My son was in the car, too. Mm. He was in the car for both of them. Really? <laughs> the truck, too, yeah. yeah. The truck was on the way to the Rainier Classic. Oh, yeah? Strongman event up in uh, Tacoma. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The um, getting T-boned, or I guess kind of T-boned, he hit like just behind the back passenger door of the four-door truck. That was something interesting because, like, I looked and it was, it's weird because, like, I look both ways. I see there's a car off in the distance coming, and like my brain, like, I want to start driving. I fully stopped, but my brain goes like, ah, double check. And so, like, I look, yeah, no, okay, he has a stop sign, and I start going, make it like halfway through, and I look, and he's still fucking flying. And so, like, floored it. Truck has enough get up and go to get me out of being directly t-boned, and just spun. And then, like, you're sitting in the intersection. It's like, well. Should probably drive out of the intersection so you like 
put some gas on it, it just revs really high, you don't move at all. Like, okay, well, sounds like my truck's fucked. And then you like get out of the truck, walk around. He went over somebody's yard, through their fence, hit a light post, and then like I'm walking over to see if he's all right. And my tire is just like way on the fucking road over there. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And, but there was like a nurse who lived in a house nearby, so he ran out checking on the dude. And then some guy, I actually just pulled the card out of my wallet the other day. He gave me a card. He's like, hey, I saw everything that happened. Like I was looking at my window when it happened. I'll be a witness for you. You're not at fault at all. I was like, well, that's fucking awesome. Like I can give that to my insurance. My phone was dying. I didn't think to take any pictures. The dude didn't speak English, so we couldn't communicate well. He apparently was an unlicensed or un, uninsured driver. So then it just it went through the police department, and actually my insurance isn't doing any work to get it. So that was a whole fucking thing to get. But then like when I got the money, eventually went bought that Volkswagen, but used I only spent a little bit. Of, I actually got more from the truck than I put into the truck, which was super nice. But uh, yeah, having that Volkswagen sucked. I like having a truck. Um, yeah, Volkswagen feels like you die at any second in that thing. It's just a tiny car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to purchase a little uh, Ford Focus from a friend of mine mm-hmm. just for driving around town because uh, like just yesterday, I went through an entire tank of gas Wow. in that truck. Oh, but weren't you doing like... Yeah, yeah. Castle Rock, Vader, Vancouver, yeah. back up to Vader and Longview and like... It just doesn't work. Yeah, not in that truck, man. So if I have a day like that, I'll just take the Ford Focus. I don't give a fuck what it looks like. There you go. You yeah. know, like I mean, that's the thing too is that you got to realize that everybody thinks this 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 job is so showy, mm-hmm. right? But uh, people like people, mm-hmm. right? So I show up, I act like a normal person. I'm not in a full fucking suit, like some people are showing up. I I have a good time with these people. You just like polo and jeans or uh, polo and jeans or I. I show like this too. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. It's whatever I'm wearing, as long as I look nice. Mm, you presentable. Know? Presentable. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it also depends on who I'm talking to as well. Like if they're older people, I'll put on a button up. Mm-hmm. You know, just because they expect that kind of shit. But anybody my generation, younger, or even just a little bit older, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll wear my cowboy hat. I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I'm going to show houses after this. Yeah. In uh-huh. this. Well, there you go. Yeah, they're a younger couple. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, and I mean, as you said, you look presentable yeah. as long as that's met. Um, how often do you, like, when you're going through houses, because I know a lot of people think you got to lie to people all the time, like, this house is perfect, there's no issues, that no. kind of a thing. Never. Okay. There's a big stigma on real estate that that's you have to That's what I'm saying. That. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to change because, yeah. like, I tell everybody, uh, first of all, I'm going to be upfront with everybody about everything because they will find out. Mm-hmm. They're getting an inspection. They're getting an appraisal. That's what I've always wondered they, is, like, if you have to do that. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I don't understand why people would lie. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's sneakier ways to try and make a little more money, which I also stay away from because people will find out. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't find out, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Like, there's no point in that. For what? An extra 1500 bucks? Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always tell people that we are going to keep looking for homes until you start putting your TV and couch somewhere. And what that means to me is we walk in, we walk through this house, and now you're going, you know what? I think we'll have the couch this way, and it'll point this way. The TV will be over there. That's what I'm looking for. I want you to see Mm -hmm. yourself in this fucking house, right? Because I'm not handing you the keys to a fucking house. This is a home. This is your dream. Yeah. This is somebody's fucking dream. 
that you're yeah. handing them right now. And if it's not the if it's not right, they're not going to see the lender's face. Most people don't even meet their lender face to face. Every time they open that door, they're going to think of me. Mm-hmm. Every fucking time. Now, how do I want to be looked at? Do I want you to hate me for the rest of your fucking life because you're stuck in this piece of shit house that you fucking hate? And now every time you open that door, you think of me and how much you hate me, you know? Like, Or do I want you to open the door and be like, this was fucking awesome. I'm so glad I have this house. I love my home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's what I want. Yeah. And we'll keep looking until you find it. it makes it's, sense. It's not easy to do with everybody either, right? Mm-hmm. There's some people that I am just like... We're just going through the motions here because, like, you're being unreasonable or whatever, right? Yeah, I expectations mean, too high type shit for budget or whatever. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I get the whole um, selling you the dream thing. I mean, I've been trying to save up to buy a house for a couple of years now. That's, that ain't fucking easy, which is why, like, the position I'm in, it's now, it's now the time to make the change that can get me there. That's like, as I said, my cousin just found out that um, I'm doing the whole real estate thing. With that, he was like, yeah, I mean, you've got to take care of numero uno. And then, like, he knows how much he makes. And he makes good money, but also he knows management doesn't. Because when I talked to him about management, I said, like, I want to be able to make 80, 70, 80,000 a year, like, minimum. And my goal is to build up past that. Like, yeah, we can do that. Ah, uh, he makes a good, like, probably 20K or more less than me a year. Because I do sales and just all this other shit that's not worth it to me like you still get in crawl spaces you still get in attics you sit in a car and you drive all day and it fucks up your body like you're working with pesticides and chemicals you got to deal with why i don't like i don't get it. it's yeah. something you're passionate about you've been doing it for over a decade awesome good for you well, you're passionate I, about it sure why not? well yeah and it's like i appreciate the opportunity he's given me he helped me get into pest control when i first started when i needed like a full-time job he brought me over to this company, which is a better company than the last one I was at. He's continually helped me, but at the same time, it's one of those where it's like, I think it's time for me to move on. And he gets that, which is which is great. Um, well, yeah. the problem right now, I was actually talking to this older gentleman about um, like what it takes to survive right now. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not making around $100,000 a year, you're behind. Yeah. You're yeah. behind. And that means that's like... If you, as a household, aren't making a hundred to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, you're behind. Yeah. Right. I mean, so if you can't make that amount of money, why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So. Exactly. Well, and that's where, like, I just broke. Technically, did break. I was five dollars off of breaking sixty thousand this year, which I was so pissed off about. So close. But like, that's half of like the one twenty, which that's that's really cool. Like a hundred, you could do it. Goals to be more comfortable than less comfortable, so 100, 120000 right? That's half. I, unless I move to another company, and I've seen a dude, a guy I worked with, he was making, when I first got there, he'd made like 80000 that year. I worked at that company for, I think, three years. Each year, he moved up by like five grand. So by the time I was leaving, he's on track to make 95000 next year. But he worked every weekend doing all the extra shit, super long hours every day, taking all the super shitty jobs. And when you're talking pest control, those are some pretty shitty jobs a lot of the times. And so that was when we're like, he wants to provide for his kid. He also didn't get to see his kid that often, which is something that's important to me. So it's like finding a job where you can make the money you need to make, but have that 
work-life balance. I don't know if balance is the right word because, like, you're still, as you said, like, you're working, but you get to be there for shit. Right. So that's So I was answering part. those text messages during orchestra, but I was there. Yeah. I yeah. got to see that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I used to do shit like this, like podcasts, you know? I get to go to the gym. I get to fucking do everything I want to do. Yeah. The hardest part, I think, one of the biggest things you'll learn pretty quick in real estate is schedule everything. Yeah. That includes leisure time and family time. Mm-hmm. And I know that people are like, well, you have to schedule time to hang out with me? I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. And I'm sorry if that offends you, but if you want to hang out, I have to schedule it. Yeah. I'm too fucking busy to not have you scheduled in because what will happen? I'll be building... I work off my calendar mm-hmm. in my phone. That is what I do, right? So if it's not here, it's not happening. Yeah. And there's a reminder an hour ahead and 10 minutes before every fucking event in my phone. I got to figure oh. out how to make that calendar work. I'm, I try to put events in. I never once get a reminder. Not once. Like, I got to check it. Speaking of which, I have something coming up in nine days that I got to remember. But, like, I've, I know I put it in here. I won't get an alert. I don't know what I've done wrong with it. But, um, yeah, that's always fun stuff. I think I, I, t- I mentioned that to my brother, Josh. Him and his wife do the same thing because yeah. she's a nurse, so she works on a different schedule than him. And then he does. I still don't fully understand what he does. It's a bunch of business shit. It's funny because we'll we'll talk for like an hour about the different stuff we do, and then both of us are like, "Cool, I don't know what the fuck you just told me." Like I'm talking about pest control things, and he's like, "I get the basics," and he's talking about business things and this customer's being a dick and they're doing this million dollar deal or whatever. And I'm like, "I don't. I mean, I don't really get it, but awesome. Like I'm glad that's going well, or that sounds like it sucks." <laughs> right. But they they do the same thing. So that was something. Where it's like, okay, cool. That's, it seems weird, but they're also. I mean, they're old. They're the oldest, but they're doing really well. They're really successful. Right. So it's good to see that, in like other people, and it's, I like talking to different people. That is one thing about pest control. I like you get to see a bunch of different people. And you yeah. get to talk to them. So you get a lot of older customers who want to sit down and just like tell you about the world. Right. You learn so much if you just yeah. shut the fuck up and listen. Right. And I had I had an older gentleman. Um, he was telling me about where he grew up and just like some crazy stories and it's like it gives you a very different perspective of like grew up in an area that was super racist previously like a lot of slavery there and he's a pretty old pretty old guy so still had some stuff that he experienced with that and then they ended up they were working on a they they ended up living at a place that their family used to be slaves at like Ooh. generationally but then they owned it and so like he's nice. telling me about all this stuff so it's like you just you learn a lot of stuff and it's like compared to what you see in the news I'd rather talk to you face to face. Somebody who actually experienced it, somebody who fucking knows what's going on, and I'll learn a lot more that way. Right. But stuff like this, it's it's cool to get to sit down and chat with people about. I'd like to do a podcast at some point. Um, I don't know if it'd be one on one talking. I got, as I said, I'm nerdy. So buddies do a lot of card games. I just like to sit down and bullshit because we'll play we'll play games for hours. And it's the same fucking game. We'll podcast your games. That's what I've. That's what I want to do. The problem is, is None of us live in a space where we can do it, but like we have PCs now, so we can set it up. I have a microphone that would work. It's about getting the camera set up, figuring out the editing, but like that's something we want to do because basically it'd be like a, be a round table. Well, editing as in like uh, putting face cams up and then having the cam for the table because it would be like a top down for you to watch us all play the game and then you can watch all of us talking. Otherwise, you'd just be looking at a table, hearing people talk, which would be kind of lame, but like set it up in a way that, that works for the thing and then. Uh, you just watch people play and just insult and bullshit the entire time because that's that's what we do. That's fun. But 
people like watching that on YouTube. We like doing it, so like, why not? It'd be fun. Yeah. Um, have you ever looked into doing like Patreon stuff? You know what that is? Yeah, they like pay you to do this stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's like extra content for the podcast. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I haven't really looked too far into it. I suppose it would be like what you can do, but like um, you can have people vote on guests, shit like that, like who they want to see, uh, topics or whatever. Um, it's interesting. Like people can make a lot of money doing podcasts, not even from the views on the podcast, but from the Patreons doing it. Um, and you get like extra content. I've, I have a couple people like the, the scared of death thing. You get like early access to different shit and uh, shirts and things like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to do it when you like start to actually build a really good following, and then you can put more production value into the show and that kind of shit. Well, we'll see, because I mean, uh, I'm starting OnlyFans here soon. Yeah? Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Are you actually? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I am. There you uh, go. And that's the thing, too, it's a little weird, because <laughs> like I'm sure it's just going to be a bunch of men. Probably. Right? That's what men usually probably get, and I doubt a bunch of... Beautiful women are going to be like, let me see your dick. You know, yeah. like, hey, you get more questions for your toes and shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, let me see your butthole. Sure, like, why not? Twenty bucks. Right. Bucks. <laughs> like, fuck it, dude. But yeah. uh, but yeah, so it's it's. I get that because I've been mm-hmm. looking really into the whole OnlyFans yeah. bullshit, right? Like, and you can do stuff like that. You sell certain content to certain mm-hmm. clients. Like, there's exclusive. There's VIP. There's all yeah. this other shit. You can like um, say this content's going to come out if you'd like to pre-order it. You can do this, and yeah. So I've been looking into that. I'm assuming Patreon works the same, but like probably similar. Yeah, a different kind of content, but yeah. <laughs> um, you can do like uh, there's there's one podcast I listen to. I don't have their Patreon, but like there it's a podcast that's grown a lot, and so they do like hey when we hit eleven thousand subscribers on Patreon, um, what was it like? They did one episode where they're gonna dress up in drag. They're gonna have somebody do drag on them, and they're gonna do that. They had one where like they had to get a Brazilian wax, and it's these two dudes that are just like very shit straight hurt. guys, and, like yeah. just different shit like this. Where they're like, by the way, when you reach when we reach this, you get to see us do this fucking terrible thing or whatever it is. So it's it's interesting, but I mean, you can have a subscription for a dollar. You just get a little bit of extra content. It can even be. Um, I have one on here that you get like an extra fucking twenty. 20 minutes like it's an after show you get an extra 30 half hour show that nobody else gets to see unless you're part of the Patreon so it's just like another extended 30 minutes of conversation kind of thing for I think it's like a fucking dollar a month but you get 500 people who want to see that extra 30 minutes it's 500 bucks a month wow. that keeps growing right you do a little bit of extra content on that for a $5 subscription how people want to do that that's another $500 like that yeah. kind of thing so yeah it's interesting what uh what different ways you can make money nowadays. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in the OnlyFans part because uh, a friend of mine, uh, Haley Dagley, uh, she's a, used to be a strong woman. Mm-hmm. She's kind of stepped back, but uh, she's fucking strong. Bro. Yeah. And uh, she started OnlyFans when she was uh, doing law school. Okay. She's paid all of her law school, bought a house, bought a car, ended up like... <laughs> She had a child, uh-huh. and everybody's like, well, what the fuck? How are you pregnant? Like, who have you been dating? Well, she's like, this is my child. And I'm like, what? So you, like, bought it. She went and got sperm inseminated. Oh, really? She went and got inseminated because she was just like, I make enough money. I want a child. 
just fucking bought it and she's okay. handling all that shit herself because okay. she makes enough money to do That's it. That's interesting. And all she does is like a fucking few lives on TikTok, uh, a live on TikTok, a live on Instagram, and then a show a day. Hmm. Right, and like that's all she was doing, and, it, and she's making law school's expensive. Yeah, I was she, when you said she fucking paid off college, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, dude. So like, she's making money, and really, it's a lot of the stuff is like her people are having her flex. Really, you know what I mean? Like people are having her. Because like, I asked her, shit naked. I was like, what are you doing? And she can she can titty bounce, uh-huh. right? Because she has pecs. Yeah, but her tits are on top, so she got <laughs> breast implants. Okay. So they move really well, and she'll do like little. She she's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. She's she lives in Canada and shit. But um, so she did this thing. She's like, "Why should you date a single mom? Like you shouldn't date a single mom. I know people are always blah blah blah, but we always have snacks. And you didn't you can't tell, but she was flexing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so she releases, and she's like, "And we always have cookies. And there was like a cookie in between her tits the whole time. I'm like, "What the That's fuck? Funny. But um, it's funny because I've, I've competed with her. Yeah. Like, I knew her from that. And yeah. to see the process, see her change into that. And there's a, there's a lot of dudes on OnlyFans. And uh, I'd say it's one of those things if you're comfortable with, you can make a shitload of money because well, people want to see it. That's the thing is that, like, sexually, like, not a lot bothers me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm not dealing with poop. And you're not <laughs> sticking something in my pee hole. Fucking sounding. Jesus. Yeah. Other than that, I'm probably pretty down. Yeah. Like, like really, that's that. how open that <laughs> you're sounds. Like, you're is, like, those are my... I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, there's, of course, sub-categories. Sub like, yeah. I'm not... Like, if you want to vomit on my dick, that's fine. Please don't eat it. Right? Like, that's, that's gross. Like... Wait, wait. The vomit on the dick is fine, but the eating is gross? Yeah. That's gross. I don't want to see you eat it. <laughs> That's the same thing like uh, like if you want to be peed on, sure. Are there but people please who don't drink actually it. want to vomit on dicks? Yeah. Like that's that's, uh, that's arousing like part of their them? fetish. Yeah. Really? Like, uh, I mean, dude. Is it, it just like choke me so much that I do vomit? Is that what it is? Well, so there's people who are into that. Okay. But then there's people who want to be humiliated and like they'll like the person who's the dick. Yeah. Right? Will like shove their face in their, their own vomit and make them eat it and shit. Like, wow. Like you go into that that, just don't go into Pornhub like crazy, right? <laughs> like there's there's seriously something for everything in there. Crazy. And then you get into like like fucking worse websites that are doing crazier shit. Like yeah, you don't want to. It's amazing how big of a deal poop is. <laughs> you, if, I assume you've seen the uh, two girls one cup videos. Of course. Bro, that was one in high school, like, I never knew what it was. That hurt my feelings. Yeah. It's one of those, like, we were actually, we were, me and my buddies were talking about that with Kirsten, because she's never seen it. And we were like, you don't ever need to see it. And she was you like, can't. Oh, she's like, she's like, what is, what's it's banned on our internet now. Is it really? You cannot find cool. it again. That's great. And I believe that 100% it should have been done. Yeah. Have you Sooner. seen, I've never actually watched this one, but the, like, one man, one jar. No. Dude sits on a jar, like a glass jar shoves it up his ass and it breaks in his ass yeah yeah I've seen a slight clip of that I yeah. saw one now it shows this guy's dick um, so my theory is this is not him doing this to his own dick it's called the pain Olympics yeah and he nails his testicles down oh I would see cuts that. it open pops each testicle out like he's just doing, and I'm like <laughs> the whole time like 
there is no way you're alive and doing this to yourself right now. Oh my god. There's no way. Like I get people like pain, but that's nah, a different thing. Well, that's the thing too. You would have to like, like make that part of your body numb and be a sociopath or something. No, you have to do that to someone else. Yeah. Like I cannot even fathom someone being able oh to do god. that to themselves. Yeah. Like I've I've had I'm snipped. I get it's pretty useless at this point, but that does not mean I'm chopping it up. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. No. Uh, I had some dude in high school, my, my cousin Lemur, he brought him around, and it was like the one His time I met the Lemur? dude. His last name's Lemur. We, so all my friends call me Bates because we had another friend of the group named Justin, so I was Bates, he's Tisdale, and then we have uh, Gingy and Lemur because they're both Austin. And then Gingy's last name is actually Jandrew, but we go we call him by Gingy. But Lima brought some dude around, and one of the first things the guy showed me is a video, and it's like really quick compilation of like a dude fucking a fish, a dude chopping his own dick off, and just like it keeps going. And I I like stopped him, and I was like, hey dude, don't fucking talk to me again. Like I don't, I have no desire to see that. I'm fucking good. Like. I don't even want to find out if any of those ever does anything for me. I just don't want to have it in my brain. Right. I can still see all of those videos extremely clearly, and I saw them once for right. like 15 seconds. Well, so, and that's the thing, too. Like, sometimes you're you're looking at porn, right? And you're, like, scrolling through or whatever. I don't know if you do that or not, but this has happened to me. Uh, and I'll be scrolling through, and you click on something because it looks interesting. It's nothing what you thought it was. And you're like, oh, like, I don't think I like this at all. And then you're like, I'm hard. All right, I'll, I'll watch the rest. <laughs> and then it's like one of those little new fetish unlocked things. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, bing! You're like, all yeah. right. I'll say that was something I, I used to watch porn, but Kirsten's not comfortable with that. So that's something I had to stop. Which, that's another kind of interesting topic is... I'd um, like to get into that. What, eventually. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, obviously I'm going to get into porn. But, like, <laughs> what porn does to your brain, what not doing porn does. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about... Uh, well, I think it's a really, I don't think people view it as an addiction, but I think it is oh, yeah. because when you, when you look at how your brain works, you're finishing to something which releases all the endorphins, right? Tons of dopamine. Yeah. And as a kid, you do that. How many fucking, like as a young man, we'll just say, how often do you fucking do that? How, for a lot of guys, it's something they can't stop and then... There's certain people now who do it so often where it's now hard for them to actually have sex with people. Wow. So it's yeah. it's interesting where it's like some people it's not a problem. Some people seem to be a massive problem. Well, so the way I explain that shit is like uh, I'm, I'm a pretty active person, right, mm-hmm. sexually, right? So I think since I started having sex, I haven't gone longer than a month ha- not having sex. And yeah. that, that does not include masturbating. That's yeah. sex. Yeah. Um, I, I would assume so. They're definitely different. <laughs> right. Well, so, but that's that's the thing is, so I'm very sexually active. Um, so if I don't have sex in a day, I got to jerk off like three times. You know what I mean? Because jerking off is not having sex. Yeah. That is a different finish. Yeah. Right? So I feel like you need a couple jerk offs to equal one <laughs> sex. Do you think part of that is maybe the gear you use as well? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. so that's the problem is that uh, I, I'm... Like, when I'm not on gear, um, I'm, I'd be fine with, like, one one time mm-hmm. a day. But I still, I'm still a very sexual person. Mm-hmm. So, gear makes you who you are times ten. If you're an angry fuck, you're going to be a <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. I'm a sexual being. 
So I am fucking horny, like, all the time. <laughs> like, it's pretty crazy. Like, I can probably get an erection on, on command. Like, just, that's just how it works. What is that fucking movie? It's like, uh, Neighbors, the dude who just stares his friend in the eyes while, like, they're, they're fighting, and one of them, like, grabs his balls, and he's squeezing them, and he just stares him in the eyes as he gets a boner, and so the other dude loses the fight because he doesn't want to hold it. Uh, it's, it's fucking, who is it? It's no. like, uh... Zach Efron and um, oh, I know it. what you're talking about, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah, yeah. it's it's one of those movies, and yeah. it's it's the funniest fucking scene. Like, there's clothes on and shit, but it's just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, uh, that that just that made it pop into my head. Um, that was something interesting. Kirsten asked me like if I thought I'd ever want to do steroids or anything. I was like, honestly, I don't know. Right. Like right now, there's so much potential strength gains oh, yeah. over time and like I want to have kids still so that's something we talked about where I was like I, I don't want to say yes or no right now because I don't fucking know right. if I get into competing and I really love it and then I start hitting my plateaus and I want to go further and I had kids at that point we're, we're done with that Yeah. then very possibly yeah I don't know right now but for now I just want to be consistent as fuck and just get in the gym so when I was uh, I want to say probably freshman or so in high school. Uh, my answer was, I'm going to have kids. As mm. soon as I'm done, I'm doing steroids. Yeah. That was where I was at. Yeah. Like, that was my mentality this whole time. But it was for strength, not for looks? It was for looks <clears throat> at the time. Okay. And it was because I was already strong, but uh, it was, I wanted it. Mm. I want to be as big and as strong as fucking possible. I've always wanted it. Mm. So, like... I would not suggest it until you're like end of at least 20s, like 28-ish, yeah. right? Because, uh, yeah, just don't. <laughs> and so that's the hard part too. So like I do gear differently than other people do and uh, I do it a lot, right? Mm. Because some people are like, oh, three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off. I don't. I already have gyno. I have the genetic version. Mm. So I don't fucking care. What's the worst you're going to do to me? Like, my testicles are fucking raisins right now. Like, I don't even give a shit. I don't fucking care. I don't need them anymore. Right? Yeah. Like, I was basically infertile before I got snipped. Okay. And I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I want to yeah. be strong as fuck. That's what this is about. So. I mean, hey, you know what you want, right? Right. That's and that's the hard part is I've, I've weighed my options, too. I know what it's doing to my body. Mm. Right? And I'm taking those risks right now. I say, what about like longevity wise? What's your thoughts on that? I'll never not be on it. Yeah? Yeah. Just kind of do it till you die kind of thing? Well, the the doses will change. Mm. Okay. Right? So doing what I'm doing to myself at this point, uh, when I'm like done competing, I will be on TRT. Yeah. There's yeah. no fucking way I won't be because as an insanely sexual person as, as well... If my dick doesn't work, my whole life's over. Yeah. Right? Like, that's how I would see it. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I fuck. I'm down, dude. Like, so, if, if my dick's not working, I'd be pretty upset. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I also, I also disagree with what testosterone levels are, like, natural testosterone levels are, are allowed to be at, medically. What do you mean by allowed to be at medical? Um, so, like, the most you can get is, like, 250 milligrams of testosterone a week. Okay. I think I misunderstood because you said naturally. So, you're saying 
more so what you're allowed to take. What you're allowed to take. In respective to well, what they think your level should be. Because well, that's the max you're allowed to take. Okay. Right? So I believe at least 500 should be standard. Okay. I believe... Uh, and for people who don't think... Okay, so testosterone definitely does add an edge of man. Mm-hmm. It makes you more manly. And for whoever wants to like play the game of, well, no, it doesn't. Well, yes, it does. Because I fought my hormone levels my entire life, mm-hmm. which is, I have gyno, right? Yeah. I have the one you're born with. Yeah. So my mm-hmm. estrogen and, and testosterone have been back and forth all my fucking life. When I got on testosterone and started taking it, I became who I felt I was supposed to be. Which is a man. Yeah. Right? Well, it affects, like, drive just to, like, get shit done as well. Right? Ability to sleep, like, energy, like, everything, right? So that's also why when we go back and say, and it's a touchy subject as well, um, like, people who want to transition, mm. don't touch it till you're over 18. Yeah, I agree. I don't give a fuck mm. how you want to dress. I don't care how you want to be addressed. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But don't ruin your life. You because if you start taking testosterone, mm-hmm. you will think you made the right decision. Yeah. Because it will change the way you think. Mm. It will make you think like a man thinks. Yeah. And you will always be that direction. Yeah. Well, I think it's also just like as you said, do what you want to do, be what you want to be. All that's fine. You, biologically, you are this one thing. Right. There are processes your body needs to go to to reach being an adult. Right. And if you stop it or change it mid or before those processes, like some people want to do, you're fucking your body up and it's never going to properly develop right. how it should before you go and do that. Right. And if you think yeah. that taking testosterone when you're younger, which will stop your breast growth, like mm-hmm. all that other shit... If you think that's okay, it's not. That's not the only thing it's doing. Right. Yeah. Because you, your body is meant to develop in a certain direction, and you should let it do that and then change it later mm-hmm. once it's done. Yeah. If you fuck up the process, you're fucking up the process. Like yeah. It's not It's not okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen shit like people letting their kids transition at like eight or nine like that's crazy to me dumb well it's also it's one of those things of like i can't get a tattoo till i'm 18 i wanted to at 16 you can get your parent in the state of washington if your parent will sign a paper and the tattoo artist will let you you can get tattooed at 16 no tattoo artist is going to let you because you're fucking 16 your brain is not developed i mean well, there's also a lot of my tattoo brain artists who won't let you do your face till you have other tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Well, or, or your hands or shit like that. Um, but, like, I don't even think my brain is fully developed for another two years, right? It's like 25. I think it's 25, so yeah, for a man. So that's one of those things where it's like, okay, why the fuck would I start that? And, like, 18, you're supposed to be old enough to go fight for your country, do all this other shit. So, you know, what, whatever you want to do. That also, I mean, in the same thought in my head why can't you drink at that age if you can go fight and die for the country why can't you drink should we have people drinking at that age maybe not but then should you be allowed to go it's that that whole thing of like where is the actual fucking number but i think for sure on that subject the the hormone things is like it's 
whether you want to ignore the science or not, it's blatantly there that that's not healthy for you. Yeah. And especially at fucking eight, you, that's your parents making the choice. Right. You would probably be just as happy for Sally to be called Timmy and dress as a dude for the next fucking 10 years or five years or whatever. Maybe as you get in high school, you'd feel more uncomfortable about it. But like in the end, and I think I haven't done the research on it, but I believe the statistics would show in terms of suicide rates, if you were to do that earlier, it doesn't tend to prevent the suicide. It oftentimes, I think, aggravates it. Not that doing it later would be bad for you. I think that's fine. Just wait till your body's ready for that right. kind of thing. Um, yeah. Well, so that's why I also believe in not doing steroids until like later. Mm-hmm. You know, 26, 27, 28, somewhere in there. If you're going to start, start with low doses and always just see what your body does, <clears throat> man. Like everybody's body's different. How you take it's going to be different. Don't take more than you need. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah. You know? Well, with that, like um, Derek from More Place, More Dates, uh, <laughs> he, he encourages people to like go get their blood tests and shit. Oh, yeah. Which he made a point that actually to me makes a lot of sense. If I'm healthy right now, I feel good. I'm eating healthy. I'm exercising. If I go get my blood panels done now, even if I don't ever use steroids or anything like that, but down the road, I have something go on where we need to do blood panels. We're not looking at it as, okay, this is where you're at and we have no other data. You have data from when I was healthy, when I was doing good. So you can go, well, something over here is really fucked up. What changed? Right. So in that sense, I want to go get my blood panels done at some point here soon. Um, And then also just, I'll know where I'm at with tests and stuff. Um, cause I, I mean, you don't know, I don't, I don't expect it to be super low or anything, but like, it'd be nice to know, be good to know. Yeah. So, yeah. We just did another hour from the last time we looked at the time. Yeah. Damn. I gotta head out. I have a showing at two o'clock. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, this one, 40. Um, Do you need a time frame? He's calling Tyler to view. Dude, this this guy, he's called me a couple times. You can't just expect me to answer every time. Okay. Uh, anyways, yeah, let's uh, let's close this out, man. <clears throat> yeah, uh, absolutely. Maybe we can do another one another yeah. time. Maybe yeah. you and Taylor in here at the same time. Absolutely. It'd be a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, maybe after competitions. Yeah, let's do, do that. that. Yeah. I'd love to see how you guys thought felt about your first competitions. I find out that that whole thing in nine days. I get to talk to my doctor, find out if I'm going to be able to do the powerlifting, which fucking hope I can't be really pissed off if I can't but hey maybe I'll just sign up for another one fuck it there you go yeah <laughs> so yeah. alright well this is uh, the Psychotic Strength Podcast I'm Tyler Toby Townsend I'm Justin Bates alright and we'll uh, we'll have you back man absolutely thanks for having me on absolutely